don't mean to brag, but I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, never got COVID, clearly Jesus loves me the most. Comedian Heather McDonald collapsed over the weekend during a show. The management saying she suffered a skull fracture in the fall. The CDC has confirmed higher than normal cases of heart inflammation in 16 to 24 year olds. You take all of the vaccines since 2010 and you compare 2021. This thing blows through the roof. 80% of the cases have been in young boys and young men. I am in the hospital with heart complications from the COVID-19 vaccine. The 14 year old's heart stopped. A 15 year old boy died after receiving his first dose. 16 year old was rushed to the hospital. Loved ones say the 17-year-old's heart stopped. The elite runner was rushed to the hospital after suffering a heart attack. A high school football player has died just hours after getting his second dose of COVID vaccine. After collapsing on the football field. After collapsing in the middle of the game. Collapsing during the game. Collapsing on the tennis court. Suddenly collapsing. The player collapsed. Collapsed and died. Died after collapsing. He collapsed. He collapsed. He collapsed. It seems that there's a second player who's collapsed. This is unusual. I've never and seen anything like this. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what, what's happening? That is the big question. What caused this? There has been a sharp rise in unexplained deaths during the pandemic. The number of deaths with unknown causes has gone up over the last three years. Deaths that are not listed as COVID-related. I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. Healthy young people are dying suddenly from a mysterious syndrome. Sudden adult death syndrome. SADS is an umbrella term to describe unexpected deaths in young people. There is some evidence that some sort of delayed reaction to COVID. My son is dead because he took the vaccine. They're lying, they're lying, they're lying. We just want help and to be heard and make things aware for others so this doesn't happen to anyone else. We just want you guys to believe that this is real. We are real. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm actually laughing about the concise in there. I don't know why that caught me off guard all of a sudden because people always give me a hard time about it saying concise, even though concise still doesn't just mean short, by the way. It means a lot of information in a sm- short period of time in regard to the how much information is in there. I just thought that was hilarious. Concise show. We're still trying to be concise. Thursday, September 29, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. I have an important show for you today. As always, there's a lot to get into and actually some pretty important developments. I have a special guest joining me today to go over some of those really important developments that are sort of a, uh, you know, I told you so to a lot of the corporate media and people out there that have been attacking this story from the very beginning. <clears throat> but there's a lot of other important developments going on today in regard to some of the uh, actually another add on story in regard to the blood that you guys will find very interesting about the Red Cross story. There's an older study from 2021 that actually completely shows you exactly why this should be a problem. Peer-reviewed, a very important study. We're also going to talk about flying vaccinators, something we've talked about numerous times on this show. Again, conspiracy theory becoming conspiracy fact as they're now going, hey, we just successfully vaccinated somebody with mosquitoes while they're releasing genetically modified mosquitoes. Now, do we know that's connected? Of course not. I can't prove that. Can we prove that they've talked about flying vaccinators? And using these kind of things, using genetically modified mosquitoes? Yes. Have they talked about using these kind of things without telling us because it's for our best interest? Should it be necessary? Yes, they have. So you should be allowed to ask that question. That's the only real point. 
in that topic. We're going to talk about censorship today. We're going to talk about some other important topics around the Nord Stream sabotage, which I think is just the most obvious story in the history of stories. But of course, we're going to go through it today. But to start off, I for, of course, I want to give a shout out to this video clip that I just played. That's just, just, you know, it almost strikes you as a little bit kind of almost propaganda-ish. But it's all very real, very actual things that happen that are showing you horrible cover-ups and tear. I mean, it's just one of the most apparent self-explanatory, uh, self the self-explanation of the story is very, very clear that the problem is happening and it's being covered up. So I would like to, these kind of videos I'm going to continue to try to find and play in the beginning for you guys to see, because I do think they're very, very important. I mean, just more so than ever to see how much is not being seen. So here's the account, Uncle Nestor. Thank you for playing that clip. Uh, and then before we get into the opening special guest discussion, I want to talk about one the shout out I want to give for Robert's article today, which is, uh, I know, of course, I forget. I was going to say careful earmuffs visual for, for the children out there because this is a family friendly show. There's a, the image I was just showing is a little bit rough. It's the title is Israeli forces kill foreign genin, mutilate a Palestinian dead body in Hebrew actually carved Hebrew into the dead body that reads in, in translation, the end. And ultimately, this is a pretty horrific discussion about what's happening in Jenin refugee camp. Now, this was Israeli government using, as I understand it, anti-tank munitions that essentially were bombed into an area that they believed had terrorists. And even the people they were referencing weren't in terrorists necessarily. I'll let you guys decide that for yourself in the context, but that killed other people. They were just happened to be in the area, and this is what happened to one of them, and this is a really horrific story, and it just gets completely disregarded. It doesn't get talked about. Now, I'm going to show the image one last time, so heads up for those that have people watching. I think it's important for people to understand what's actually happening. That does not get discussed. Where's all the corporate media discussion? These people don't matter is the sad reality to those people. They do matter is the reality. Now, to jump over to this story that I wanted to get on early today because I know he's got lots of important things to do. A, a huge investigation has been conducted by Derek Rose and the last American vagabond, the Utah ritualized sexual abuse investigation. And more than most, this has gotten a lot of negative attacks and, and sh people shouting the story down as if it's all subjective and there's nothing to it. And of course, as well, I might as well include Derek's outstanding investigation that kind of spun off of this one and became its own thing, rightly so, which is the investigation into Gordon B. Hinckley and Walter Hunter in regard to the Mormon church. I'll include that as well. But this one, there's been, so far, six parts. The seventh part was written today. Utah ritualized sexual child sexual abuse investigation. David Hamblin, who has been involved in Derek's investigation this whole time, was just arrested for rape and sodomy of children. And this is somebody who has been acted as if this was no, there was no substance to the accusations, including a recent uh, corporate media discussion about the connection to David Levitt. And it's just very important to see that this is a real thing and it really is happening and it's ongoing. And here is the, oh, excuse me, here is the article from today. So joining me to give us the insight on this discussion and what's newly developing and what's coming in the near future. Derek, how are you today? Thanks for joining, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate you for, uh, again, giving me the space to continue this investigation because we've been at this one now for over four months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll use that moment there to shout back to his research that I argue built up to this in other ways, such as the Finders documentary, the ongoing research there. Derek has really been focusing on a lot of this stuff for a long time, and that's why I feel like his instincts are really important as this goes forward and, I, and obviously being fleshed out so far. So what has developed in this case in regarding David Hamblin, give us a quick backstory for though. I hope people will take the time to read this because it's impossible to kind of surmise this whole thing in a short discussion, 
but give sure. us a little bit of the backstory and then what has just happened with David Hamblin and why that's so important. Yeah, so the briefly the backstory is that May 31st, the Utah County Sheriff's Office announced that they were investigating uh, ritualized child sexual abuse, that claims of ritualized child sexual abuse. And that was obviously kind of a big announcement, like, where did this come from? You know, it caught my attention. And uh, in response to that announcement, another official, local official, Utah County Attorney David Levitt, he held a press conference where he announced that him and his wife, he said he believed right. were going to be implicated <laughs> implicated in the uh, investigation and wanted to make it clear that him and his wife were not pedophiles or were not cannibals. He said, you know, we're accused of these things in this case. And, uh, you know, that was sort of, again, another weird moment in this story. Uh, and that's all we really knew so far is that one official saying, hey, me and my wife are not cannibals. And the cops are saying they were investigating ritualized child sexual abuse, but they were not naming any suspects or any, you know, victims or anything yet. So we really didn't know why David Levitt, Utah County attorney, was stepping himself into the investigation. And at the same time, we had been sent some documents related to a 2012 case against a man named David Lee Hamlin, who was the man who was arrested yesterday. Uh, we didn't know for certain until yesterday if there was a direct connection. We just knew these files and this 2012 case against a therapist named David Lee Hammond, who used to be a member of the church of uh, the Mormon church as well. Uh, those files include accusations and in victim statement number three against David Levitt. But we still, you know, that's what, how I been, had been reporting it. That's why we hadn't really up until this point dug too deep into the documents because we couldn't really, you know, I didn't want to muddy the waters too much when we didn't know if that was the focus of the uh, sheriff's investigation. Well, that all changed now. Um, it's been, what, four months since they made the original announcement. The case, the investigation has been going on for over a year behind the scenes. And then yesterday they arrested uh, David Lee Hamblin on, for several felony counts of, uh, as you said, sodomy of children, uh, uh, sexual assault, rape, and there's one misdemeanor account of lewdness with a child, very similar to the charges he faced in 2012. Mm -hmm. And as we, re we reported before, that 2012 case was dismissed in 2014 without prejudice, which meant that it could be brought back up, which is what's happening right now. The case wasn't dismissed for lack of evidence or because the people had, you know, were just crazy people as David Levitt, you know, accused them of being tragically mentally ill and saying that there was no evidence. We now know that that's, that's inaccurate. And of course, the, since the police announced this investigation in May, at the end of May, they've got, they've received now more than 130 tips from Utah and all over the country relating to this. So, and they did confirm Sergeant Spencer Cannon, the public information officer did confirm to us for the story today that um, they are, they expect there to be more arrests, but he said it's going to be a slow process, but there are, definitely more suspects. And, and we would imagine so because, you know, anybody who's looked at these documents, which we've made available and they're available to download in the article I wrote today, uh, if you have the stomach for looking through these kinds of things, there are other people named and some of these people we've identified and some of them are still out there working in marketing for companies like Coca-Cola. Some of them are still out there public, you know, public people in different areas. Uh, and I think that's where this case is probably going to go next is the people who may have been implicated, including potentially David Levitt. And, and, and since you mentioned the prominence there as you, what was the, his, his father and the companies involved with is very prominent, correct? David Levitt. Correct. Or, yeah, no, yeah, David. or was it oh, Levitt? I'm confusing. The, no, Levitt's, Levitt's dad is, is Dixie Levitt, who is like this, they're this big, I think the biggest insurance broker firm in, in Utah. And then his brother is the former governor of Utah. So he's definitely, you know, and then there's these, 
weird, we're not sure what exactly is happening, connections that he has to Ukraine as well. So Right, that and, is and, very and strange. We, and we know he's also under investigation for this adoption scheme that we, that has previously been reported. So, you know, he's only couple- human trafficking, which is important not to soft pedal. Exactly. It, it, it may not necessarily include sexual activity. It may. I mean, sure. that's, that's not defined, but it's about a adoption scandal. And that's considered human trafficking. I mean, that's. Yeah, it does involve taking children, a child across state lines in an improper or illegal manner. So that's you know, their that terminology, definitely- just so that's clear, yeah. that's us labeling it that that's what they're calling it. So we know that he's facing those things. He's lost his election now. He's got a couple months left before he will no longer be county attorney. They could be waiting until that point before they make a move on him. They could be gathering more evidence. But, you know, up into up for for now, that's what we know uh, about the case. And again, like this was for me, I was I got an email from a source who I've been speaking with for the next stage of the story that we're going to work on that I'll, I'll speak about in a moment, you know, saying, hallelujah, he's been arrested. And, and it was just like, what, what, Oh my God, like this is actually happening. I think I shouted out loud here in my office, just like, Oh my God, or something. I don't know, but it was really kind of a, a bittersweet moment, not just for myself as somebody who, like you said, my instinct have told me to stay on this and follow and keep digging. Mm-hmm. But as we've said before, with the, the justice delayed investigation with the Mormon church and the victims of Walton Hunter and Gordon B. Hinckley, that it's about the victims, right? And there are people who have been abused by uh, David Lee Hamblin and the victims in, in the files, which now we know are related to the investigation, definitely detail a network of people, organized ritual abuse of children, you know, uh, rape, sodomy. Um, there's a ritualistic element. Some of the documents do mention calling out to Lucifer and things like that. These are things I'm going to be exploring in, in coming articles. Now that I feel, okay, look, we know this is related to Hamlet. I think it's mm-hmm. responsible now and okay to dive into these documents. I, you know, we put them out publicly, but I didn't want to make them the focus since we weren't certain. Now that we know that I, I feel more confident in exploring that. But also I've since had another source reach out that is related to this case and has more information about David Lee Hamblin and some other people involved in uh, some of these crimes and uh they want to share that information they're ready to go public and we're going to be sharing that soon on last american vagabond and hopefully through that um you know giving the public and the police more information if they don't have it already to really bring some justice you know because if they just arrest david lee hamblin and that's it then that's not true justice because we know that there at least are other accusations against other people which should be investigated right and you know, if those don't get investigated and maybe they maybe they are investigating them right now and not maybe not all those leads will pan out. Right. But if nothing happens and it's just a narrow focus on David Lee Hamblin, then that I think will be uh, less than satisfactory, to say the least. Absolutely. I mean, even just to go back to the point about before we get into what's coming next, the the. Uh... Dave, the David Levitt part of this is, as you mentioned, he came out in a very, very flamboyant way and just waving papers around and saying, I'm not a cannibal. And, you know, like, I mean, I'm kind of making it a joke out of it, but that's essentially what happened. And even yeah. the Utah Sheriff's Department was like, we didn't mention you. Cannibalism's not discussed. Very strange, right? He put a spotlight on himself and then he loses. And then now you can see very clearly, and this is proven, that his claims about why it was ridiculous are completely, they don't hold water. The evidence shows that not only it's the exact opposite, as you point out in the article, it's the people involved in the investigation were going, this is unbelievable. And should this actually this guy go to jail, he'll never see the light of day again. That's how real these charges are. And the only reason it went away is because they couldn't things were not materializing in a very suspicious way as they even they point out. It wasn't the CPS. I forget the term they use in the area they're in in Utah, but they basically say that the child protective services were, you know, not cooperating with them. 
which is completely yeah. counterintuitive to what you would think they would be doing. Now, who knows what that ultimately pans to? That's suspicious to me. And the bottom line is that there was absolutely something, and now it's showing that that's absolutely true. And now the connections between Hamblin and, and Levitt, and on the record, the testimony, people saying that they were in the same room, doing the same kind of weird, disgusting things. I mean, it's, you know, I, I hope this person does get held accountable. And if he is innocent, I hope that proves out too, right? I mean, I think that's what needs to happen. Sure. But I think that's incredibly important. And then you mentioned Ukraine. I don't want people to miss the weirdness of that overlap. Just to quickly point it out, this Derek's work uncovered in this that there was some kind of overlap with him having Buffalo and Ukraine, and there was he was working with, and that's because that's where the adoption came from, from Ukraine. And so it's just a very strange overlap there, right? It doesn't really well, make much sense. I also found, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Like, oh, look here. I found this. Uh, let's see if I can find the picture. It's out there somewhere, a picture of David Levitt. Oh, here it is. Yeah, let me see if I if I can I can send it to you or if you want to share the screen or if I can. Here, I'll do it real yeah, quick. David yeah, Levitt in Ukraine um, during the – here, I'll just do this real quick. This is David Levitt reflecting on his time in Ukraine back during the Orange Revolution, the so-called Orange Revolution – in 2014, and where is it at? There's a picture of him standing in front of like the square, right there during Not the Orange Revolution. Yeah. And so he's there. And well, he's this is back in 2004, right? So he was also there during the you know the 2014 recent things. He's had uh, his offices there for a while now. So it's just one of those things of like, Strange. what what the heck is he up really up to? What was he doing? I, I don't know. Um, but, to make it simple yeah. for people that might. Because look, that's we're we're not saying there's we, there's nothing there that you can prove other than it's interesting the connection. But the the point is, it doesn't have to mean that he's involved in some larger thing in regard to Ukraine. It could just mean that he's another corrupt politician. If there's again, I'm not I can't prove these things. I'm just theorizing Sorry. that happens to be involved in an area where there is a whole lot of corruption going on because people gravitate to that. And there's a, there the government's aware in regard to how these things work. And the bottom line is, it could just be that he's taking advantage of a situation. And it seems pretty clearly that there's some suspicious things going on. But I don't want to get too deep onto him because the point now is Hamblin and the fact that justice is apparently being done here in regard to what we can prove and what people have called him out for. And I think this is really important. So I'm glad to see this continue. And I do hope that more people will reach out with information if they feel this is necessary. And it makes me really happy to hear that that woman, I mean, think about what that must be like to be somebody that has gone through this abuse, has watched it get covered up and is now like, you know, thank God something is actually happening right now. That's just, it's an inspiring moment that people should grab onto, you know? No, and the funny thing is, or the interesting thing is that when I was talking to this source, she did say, she told me a week ago when we were discussing the situation and I asked, well, what do you think about what's happening with uh, the investigation now? Do you think David Lee Hamblin's at the focus of it? Do you think they're going to go after him? And she pretty much called it and said that I think that his days are numbered, that he's uh, burned all the bridges and that they're going to, whoever, are going to kind of uh, let him go down. And then this arrest came. So um, you know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to speak to this source soon publicly. She'll be coming out and sharing her story uh, with the, with T-Lab through T-Lab. And, and we hope that everybody who cares about these topics, not just when it's some celebrity or a prince involved, but just, right. you know, because it happens and because this is an organized thing. And I do think that there are people, potentially people in the Mormon church, potentially people like David Levitt and others who are now looking at the arrest of David Lee Hamblin and probably pretty concerned about what he might say, who he might, you know, especially if he's in his sixties now, it didn't work in 2012. They couldn't get him 2014. They had to release him. Now it's 2022. He's getting arrested again. He might be willing to make a deal and name some names. Mm -hmm. uh, so there could be some people who are pretty concerned about what he might say. And I hope that this doesn't go anywhere near the, the route Epstein went and, you know, something happens right. to him in the County jail or anything like that.
I hate to say that that's, that's what, you know, I ha- I'm just such a pessimist these days to watch how many times it goes the same direction is I, I really hope that this is, comes to fruition and real things happen. But if this does get large enough to where it goes that, le- which it very clearly seems to be tied to Mormon church level, high ranking people that I would argue that's probably the way that will go. And sadly, that will be a win of its own to be like, you know, the, like it just shows you that there are there are. The effort of people, independent media, average people are are encroaching on this territory for them. The Epstein thing showed you that. And I think, again, they're uncomfortable with that. So I hope that doesn't happen. And I hope more comes out about it. But sadly, I think we can see the kind of control that's there. I mean, the Epstein story itself was it's just embarrassing how obvious that is. You know what I mean? Like really stand back and recognize how re- you have a, a series of like 45 impossible events that happen right in succession to make that possible. At least that's the yeah. story. You know, it's sad. But anyway, good news. And then it just becomes a joke on Saturday Night Live. Right, right. And, and that's the thing. They, they just make it a joke. So it's like we all kind of secretly admit we know it's real, but we'll pretend like it's a joke and disregard it in parties, you know, in any case, I'm glad to see that there's some good coming out of this. Now, you, is that the, that future work you're referencing? Is that the interview you're potentially setting up or is anything else coming our way in this investigation? Um, as, as, as regards to this specific investigation, obviously I'll be following any updates that are coming, any future arrests, any statements. Um, we probably are going to just over the next couple of weeks, I think get, get little bits of information as uh, hearings are set, you know, when, when David Hamlin first comes in and he, uh, I'm imagining he's going to plead not guilty. You know, we'll get, we'll start to get little bits of information. So I plan to do follow-ups and, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll see where that goes. Like I said, the, uh, p- the public information officer from the Utah County Sheriff's did say that there will be more arrests. So we're going to see something happening soon. Uh, hopefully if everything goes and yes, I will be speaking with this source who I think is ready to come forward now and share their story. And we're going to relate that and just kind of try to provide some more, uh, start to fill in some of these blanks because again, David Lee Hamlin's not working alone. And that's going to be one of the first objectives of this next report is starting to focus in on some other folks in his circle that are implicated in some of these things that the police may or may not be focused on yet. And if they're not, then hopefully the reporting we're going to do can, and the people who are going to come forward can give them something more to go on. Right. Exactly. And, and hopefully those rise to that level because there's few out there doing the kind of, it, even if this is public information, which a lot of it isn't, the, the dot connecting is important and it really does paint a good picture, <clears throat> good, terrible choice of word, an important picture. Now, before you leave, Derek, I want to just, again, just, you know, so this, this is David Hamblin, you can see here, <clears throat> and please read through this for yourself. There are the linked documentation, which you find in few places today, it will all be in here, including the, the uh, probable cause statement from the, the Utah Sheriff's County information, as well as the whole body of information that was still on the T-Lab server, as well as I think on Conscious Resistance server. And here's the link right here to the entire police file on David Lee Hamlin. <clears throat> Download it for yourself, dig through it. A lot of it in here hasn't even been used in these reportings th- thus far. So find what you can find. This is important stuff that we want to op- open source, let people investigate. No. Please, please, you have a comment on that, Derek? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, if you see names or things that we haven't, you know, connections we haven't covered or figured out yet, then please, you know, reach out to either of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will, the link here to the, uh, oops, this just froze. Oh, please don't freeze on me. Okay, good. I accidentally closed it. It looks like, well, so oh, here we go. So the <clears throat> Utah ritualized sexual abuse investigation, you can see there's now seven parts. <clears throat> please, excuse me, please make sure you check them out. I just want to give one last shout. That's oddly not the right color. I want to give a shout out to this article just to finish here. Not sh- the, to the one Derek wrote called are the children lying, reexamining the satanic panic, just to kind of a kind of, you know, 
stick it in their face kind of moment here to realize that the NBC, I believe, was just yeah. writing this article about how the entire discussion of Levitt and overlapping with Hamblin was just a you know, QN on nonsense conspiracy theory. And how much you want to bet that article doesn't go away, that it stays up there forever, regardless of what the evidence shows, which, by the way, we'll carry over to a point I'm going to get to in the censorship in a moment, that that is how that's going right now with the corporate media reports that still say vaccines stop transmission. They're still there. Yeah. They're still yeah. posted. Yeah, it's pretty annoying, pretty disturbing. But if anybody wants to get a better handle on that, check out that article, because not only is it about uh, the, the that report called Are the Children Lying and that video report that we put out there for the first time and. 20 something years as well. But I dissect and kind of, uh, you know, debunk a lot of the, these two NBC reports that are clearly propaganda designed to do what you were just saying there, Ryan, if, and conflate any of this discussion with QAnon, et cetera. And they definitely provided cover for David Levitt. I think it's pretty suspicious that they are writing this article trying to make him look like a victim. Uh, and they're clearly capable of doing the research and finding out what's really going on. And they chose to sort of boohoo. This man's been accused of these things. And oh, by the way, he's, you know, there is an ongoing investigation, but don't pay attention to that. Right, right. Okay. So we don't have all the information because it's still going on, but he's, he's innocent because Q and Anon, you know, it's like, it is flimsy. I don't even think their own followers fall for that. They just promote it because it's what they're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, the point you made that I think to finish this on is it's clear that they did know the evidence was there that showed that the investigation was stopped, not because there was nothing to it, but because mm-hmm. he, they weren't able to get it moving and it was left open. And there's a willful deception there. You know, and the whole way that he paints it, it exposes. Oh, and then the last thing I was going to say is that you got a direct co- quote from the officer involved that stated the same point that you made, that the fact that he's willing to go on the record and say that these people are crazy, therefore mm-hmm. you shouldn't believe them, is insulting to everybody. And that, there, that it seems to suggest there is more coming in that regard. Just my personal opinion based on the way he wrote that. But it shows you that there's some dishonesty at the very least coming from the person that they're trying to cover for. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> Absolutely, there is. And I think there will be more to this. So I look forward to being back and reporting on it, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on today. And uh, anybody who wants to come check out the, the uh, video reports I've done on this topics as well, you can find a video that goes along with every article I've done at theconsciousresistance.com. Absolutely. And I believe he did something on this this morning. And I, you were just on Jason Burmish's show as well, right? So check all that out. There's a lot of stuff coming your way. Thank you, Derek. Always doing a great job, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Well, let's jump back into this, guys to the continuation of the show here. I'm so glad to have him on because the work he's doing is just so incredibly important, guys. I mean, I just can't stress that enough. And I really hope you will take a look at the justice delayed investigation in regard to the Mormon church. It's also equally important and equally being, you know, poo-pooed on, attacked because people just don't want to. And again, it's not Derek saying, here's what's happening. Here's the, and and outside of the cases where that is expected because it is the provable evidence. But by and large, what he's doing is objectively reporting on what you can prove and then asking the questions that should be asked, not saying we have the answers to everything. People just don't like when things that they don't want to investigate become investigated or begin being investigated, opening these doors they don't want opened. That's usually how this goes. So he will continue and he's doing an outstanding job. Okay, so jump, jumping into the censorship point. Now, the overlap there I made the argument of is something referencing a, a clip uh, Russell Brand just put out. And I will the, I'll get to this in a moment. I wanted to first start off with an interesting point from the censorship around Instagram, which is funny to me. It looks like we've got Star back in the chat. It's great to have you here, Star. This is pertaining to the, the platform that she posts all of our clips on. <laughs> I never, and I said it here, and I mean it, I n- barely ever open Instagram. I kind of hate the platform, to be quite honest. Don't hate me. I just don't, I know I'm, maybe I'm an old guy these days. I just, something about that one, TikTok, I just can't stand. But Instagram, 
is apparently, my brother sent this to me today, blocking anyone from tagging us on the platform. <laughs> Won't delete us, apparently, not yet, even though we've had a thousand videos deleted, removed. If we are violating the rules by posting verifiable evidence, Instagram, just delete us already. <laughs> I mean, really, this meek, cowardly suppression is just sad. As I said, I barely even look at the platform anyway. I guess they just really hate our clips. But it says right here, you can't tag them. Can't tag T-Lab because they have repeatedly posted content that goes against our community guidelines. Now, how much you want to bet? I mean, I, I'm only just going to say 90% of it has been proven to be true because the other 10 probably has yet to be proven to be true, in my opinion. But 90 most of the stuff on here is stuff you can now look back at and prove that we were right. And it, at the time, it wasn't guessing. It was tr provable, peer-reviewed science. But they don't... I, oh, and you know, the best part is my brother was trying to post the link I'm going to show you in a minute about proving that they're lying and contradicting themselves about the using the flu shot alongside the COVID shot. The CDC and everybody's saying, yeah, go do it. But the evidence completely says we'd have no idea if that's safe as of today. But apparently that's not allowed because, you know, fake news. I just think that's hilarious. But they're going to keep censoring us because we continue to shit. Star continues to share outstanding clips on there that they don't like you to see. Now, one point I want to include on this that I thought was funny, because this is what we tend to get there's a whole lot of people out there that don't like that. Let's say I blocked them from a chat that they were on because they were going, you're, you're this, or you're that, or shouting that you're stupid or shouting negative words or using cuss words or, you know, not cuss words. I don't care about, but people go in the chat with the intention of trying to get you to block them. And then when you do, they go, Oh, censorship. <laughs> Two things to point out there. First of all, the people that are apt to actively trying to get you to respond are not there with honest intentions, but I don't know that for sure. But what I do know is that, blocking somebody on a platform that you start like let's say i have a youtube channel a rumble channel a bit shoot channel and people come on there and i choose to block them it's hard for people to understand that that's not censorship you understand the difference between what censorship truly is because this is like somebody coming in your front door screaming in your living room and you're going i don't want you to scream in here and you kick them out censorship no this is my house okay i'm not the government you have no right to what you want to say in my room. Now, the point is, in general, I don't like to block or censor anybody. There you go. I just use the word. Remove anybody because I just don't like that. And I'm not, by the way, first of all, I'm not the one doing any of that to this guy we'll talk to next. My mods and everybody else are the ones doing that. But the point is, I tell them to believe somebody is out there trying to do something stupid, trying to derail the conversation, trying to yell words that will get people to look at this like we're a certain way, then yeah, remove them because I don't care about these chats, to be quite honest anymore. It's about the information flow. My point in showing you this is there are people that are trying to attack on that regard. And I think there's an effort to understand there that people are acting like censoring the people that are trying to get removed or just stopping them from commenting are is this to make it very clear. Censorship is state backed. The government stopping you from being able to speak on on specifically non private platforms like these, because they're not, they're working with the government. That's censorship. The government removing you from the, personally doing things like this on your platforms is not the same thing. And I, I, that's the reality guys. And we all must know that there are meanings to these words. And this person says the hypocrisy of you whining about people being blocked from tagging you is which is not actually what happened, by the way, on Instagram, when you blocked this, when you blocked me on your old Twitter account for asking you a question, which is not what actually happened. Apparently doing your due diligence doesn't apply if it's directed at you. I'm sure there's plenty of people that feel that way. To be clear, if you don't agree with me, in fact, if you think I'm an absolute moron and you simply step in the conversation and go, you're wrong and here's why, I love that. I absolutely love to engage with people who want to have a honest conversation. But those that come out there and act like, calling people names and and just that's not the same thing 
right? The bottom line is people who come at you with a disagreement with the intention of, of derailing what you're doing or trying to make that that's not the same thing as having an honest conversation. I have no interest in engaging with trolls. I don't think anybody should. I think that's what everybody knows. And that's why trolls today are stupid. But I said, yeah, I'm not sure why that, uh, that the point was that I don't think I don't know it wasn't because of the questions or maybe your trolling tactics. Maybe that was it, but always someone else's fault. Also, although whining is your default position, I was merely using this as a way of revealing their censorship tactics, actual censorship. The point in talking about this today is that there is an effort out there to get people like, nah, I don't want to mention anybody's names, but I know there's some people that I believe are honest at some level that have allowed themselves to be influenced by these kind of people and now are so far past what they once were that they have become what those people are in an effort to not be called the shill that they want you to think you are being by simply having objective conversation, right? People that they don't like. I say something they don't like about, I'm a China shill. Iran, you're a Iran shill. The bottom line, guys, is the censorship we're talking about is about state government manipulation, and that's coming down in every possible level. And especially when people point it out like this and you get attacked for it, there's an effort to that. There's an illusion taking place here. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because I believe there's a whole level of this happening as we go over into this Rumble sphere that I've been calling for a long time. I'm still using Rumble. I'm still using YouTube with my pirate channels. But there's an important thing to understand. I very clearly see the YouTube 2.0 being set up right now in front of us. And it may not be Rumble. It may be a combination of them. But here's a video I'll play first from Russell, Russell Brand. That, by the way, I, so I, don't, I don't know for sure. But my gut tells me that I think he's doing what he thinks is right. Doesn't mean he's not compromised or influenced. I mean, people at this level are absolutely influenced. You think he's doing this without massive financial backing? I don't believe that. Just my personal opinion. I don't even think he's hiding that. The point is they don't think that's problem. I don't think, I think financial, not influence, what rather being influenced by large financial groupings, I don't agree with. Just because I know that that does have an influence over your content. Now, if he set it up without that, then good for him. But my point is that regardless of that, I don't know for sure, but I believe he's doing what he thinks is right. That's why I'm going to play this clip to show you what he's talking about. And I agree with him, but he's going over to Rumble as if that is the censor-free platform. But we know that's not true. We've already seen how that's not true. So we're being set up, in my opinion. Here's what he has to say. Been officially censored by YouTube. They took down one of our videos for misinformation. But why are big media organizations not censored for misinformation in the same way? Is it because YouTube are part of the mainstream media now? Early yes, and it's a good point. It is. And we've been saying the same thing. YouTube, remember YouTube was like the fake news place where they said, oh, it's all a YouTube video. It must be fake news. Well, now it's they are shaking us off the tree because they want that for their new platform. That's what they're doing. All the corporate media places all have their YouTube channels now. Funny how that shifted, right? It's obvious that that's what they're doing, and it is part of the apparatus. And we know that YouTube and Google and Facebook and Twitter, it's all connected to the state now. We know that, or always has been. But what's interesting is that he's talking about being censored on YouTube, which is happening constantly. In fact, I just had an old video I'll show you in a moment censored off a channel that's no longer there. They sent me an email going, we removed this Epstein video. So it is still on their platform, which I keep telling you. Weird how they don't talk about that, but they're deleted the channel, apparently. Earlier this month, we did a video about the changing narratives around COVID, the pandemic and COVID treatments, in which we cited information on official government websites, which we misinterpreted. I'll have to be careful talking about it now, because I don't want to make the same mistake that's had one of our videos pulled down and an official warning issued. The Ooh, oh, my God. 
Welcome to the club. What, what's funny, though, is that so he's using a terrible example, which I, I something tells me that I don't feel like this is honest because I already know. I mean, I just my gut because I feel like saying I was incorrect and they took the video down. Doesn't that essentially say that they by their terms of service that that's what they're supposed to do? Right. I mean, what about all the other people out there, all the people like Dr. Peter McCullough and plenty of, of like scientists, doctors or people like myself that are actually reporting on what's happening? Or, I mean, in many cases himself reporting on things. But by the way, that those other weird videos that reports on the same thing don't get deleted, which is an interesting overlap. I don't know why, but there's plenty of people out there reporting the facts with peer reviewed science and not that get removed because medical misinformation. Not because you made a mistake and they remove it and therefore I'm going to go somewhere else because they removed my video. It seems like a strange take, doesn't it? Good news is we're moving to Rumble. All of our content is up on Rumble first and we'll be streaming on Rumble every day. Maybe this was the entire reason he started all this. That's something interesting to think about. Just to swing everybody over into Rumble right at the right moment. Just, just a thought. I, I have no idea. Again, I told you my real feelings in the beginning. Something tells me I feel like he's genuine. I, but I've been wrong in the past before using my gut to feel people out, especially actors that are good at pretending to be something. But my just kind of theorizing, maybe that's why. You can see how that would definitely be an important thing to do, knowing YouTube is on the decline, building YouTube 2.0, taking somebody like him and rolling. I'm seeing a lot of kind of controlled op happening a lot right now. We're going to talk again about the uh, the German prime minister. We're going to, There's a lot of this happening that I think is set up. I really do. We have been persecuted for misinformation, and it's right. We have a responsibility to make sure that the information we convey is absolutely 100% as accurate as it possibly could be. In as somebody says in the chat, he was calling for one world government not that long ago, which, you know, that's fair. And that does kind of overlap with the German prime minister saying, you know, green pass and social credit and now going, no, we're fighting the establishment. It doesn't make much sense. But he would be an interesting point because, I mean, you could argue he was a, I mean, he's an actor. So maybe he only just now sort of opened his mind all this since he got into it, just trying to be objective about it. But trust me, I'm, I'm suspicious. The mistaken video, we said that the NIH were recommending the use of what we should have said is they're trialing. And so you're going to self-censor yourself on the video about censorship? Come on, man. That's what we should have said. You pointed that out to us. We made an apology video. We've taken that down as well. YouTube took down our original video. We've taken down the apology video because in case we reiterate the claim while apologizing for it. So both of those videos you can watch right now on Rumble. They're still live on Rumble. That's the reason we're joining them because they're not going to censor our content. And this... Why wouldn't you just join them both? Right? What's this weird idea that you have to only pick one? I mean, any real streamer today knows that that's the opposite of what you should be doing. It's not difficult to just post it everywhere, which maybe he still he seems like he's still doing. But it's strange, right? The, the people at this high of a level, it's, there's business deals happening, and that's why they only focus on one, right? Like Rogan and Spotify kind of a thing. And there is a deal between Rumble and, and Brand. That's what's happening right now. So it's fine. It's hard to trust this misinformation strike and takedown demonstrates exactly what it is we're talking about we made an error in my opinion a relatively small error and we're being penalized for me that looks like censorship and the reason no it doesn't look like censorship if you broke the rules which i'm not saying i agree with understand but to be clear if they wrote down if you do a you'll be censored and you do a well you can't really complain about being censored for doing what they told you you'd be censored for now we're over here being censored for doing the truth or you know talking about i mean you, 
it's all my opinion. I, I believe it's the truth. My point is they're going, trust the science. So we pull up a peer-reviewed science document, and I can do, as I have, one short video about just that scientific document. No hyper, not hyperbole, no theorizing, just going, here's what it says. It challenges the narrative. Censored medical misinformation. That's censorship. You see? You see the difference, guy we were just talking about before? That's censorship. Right. If you were to if I were to go in and scream on my neighbor's door and say, look, this is what's happening. And he wants me to leave. That's not censorship. Quite a big difference, don't you think? And I think it looks like censorship is because there's mainstream media misinformation up all the time. Now we know that. the And this is a great point. That's my point. Like this. I think this is important. I find it hard to understand why he, the, if he was controlled up, whatever, that this point would, would be made. That's why I feel like if anything, he's just sort of being used by people he might not realize or maybe none of that at all. Just but end up on rubble nonetheless, which I do think is a problem, in my opinion, in regard to making it the free speech haven that they're all trying to frame it as. But this is he's right, though. This is right now currently on these platforms. That are censoring people for saying anything that's true in the opposite. But this we've seen this clip many times. Vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Now, I think most of us know now that that's not true. But that video is up on YouTube right now. In my opinion, that's misinformation. So we're asking, is there one standard for independent news broadcasters like us on our channel? Independent? Come on. And a different standard for what we would call the mainstream media. The answer is obviously yes. That's not even a question, right? 100%. There is a different standard. That's obvious. I know that's what he's pointing out. But so the point is, whether he's realizing or not, whether he's manipulating or not, whether he's honest or not, it's driving people over to rumble from YouTube for him making a mistake that they said you couldn't make. It's just very strange. Meanwhile, people are being censored all over the place for unjust reasons. But, of course, they jumped on this and breaking news, Glenn Greenwald, as I like to call him accidentally, Glenn Greenwald, I don't know how I say that every time, will be joining uh, uh, Russell Brand live tomorrow, and this was posted on the 27th, only on Rumble at noon to discuss a major shift in big tech and media platforms like Rumble that embrace creativity and authenticity. Look, I'm not saying I know that Rumble will for sure be censoring like YouTube and become the same thing, but they are not as honest as they frame themselves as, guys. There's a million examples of that. And the reason I know that is that you've seen on my show, they reached out the moment they got one person large enough that poked him in the eye and said, why is Ryan being demonetized on your platform right now? It got enough attention to where they reached out on Twitter and I responded. They asked me to DM. I DM and said, here, I have been. I've been trying to reach you. And I said, okay, why is this happening? Remember, they pointed out, I pointed all the videos that were that were demonetized. They said, okay, well, here, here, this one has dead children in the Yemen discussion. I said, okay, well, here's AP News and here's CNN, both using the same images. Why aren't they demonetized? Oh, no answer. Okay, they never responded. They go to, and I said, what about the other videos? Right, why are those demonetized? No answer. And I asked about the other things. And basically the point was, they gave a, a very quick response, never followed up to the rest of the information. Why are they demonetized? Why are these videos, why, why do I have one cent being made from a, from a video that has 70,000 views? Nobody responded after they felt like they didn't need to anymore. Now, is that the honest engagement of somebody who's trying to rectify a problem? Or is that somebody going through motions to try to make it look like they're that? You can come to your own conclusions. All I know is they still, I responded four times after that. They never got back to me. Is that honest? Now, the point is I do and still do have videos demonetized on that platform. 
and and by the way, since I'm saying it now, so so too does Slow News Day. Steve is pointing out that he's also been censored on Rumble. And by the way, it's in the same regard to the same conversation. He goes, hell, I woke up yesterday to a YouTube strike from a video we put out in mid-January 2021. But it makes sense that Mr. Starlink, DOD guy, would want in on perceived free speech platform, right? Because guess what, guys? Elon Musk expresses interest in Rumble, right? Because if you're a at least pretending to be a Republican, well, you're all about free speech no matter what actually happens, right? Now, the only reason I'm framing it that way is because those are people in the two-party paradigm. I know a lot of people that still consider themselves conservative. They don't buy all of that. But it's interesting to see the overlap, right? Now, Rumble's all free speech because Elon's there. He's going to save us all. As he responds here, good point to what? (laughs) I've been censored on YouTube. Good point. (laughs) What? Okay, great point. Censorship. Cool. Not even actually censorship, though, right? Very strange. But back to this. Here's the important part about this. Kim.com points out something very interesting. The internet's about to change. Stay free. Right. Kim.com points out, feeling bad for Glenn Greenwald and and Russell Brand. He points out that free speech video site. I'll make sure I didn't miss something here. Hold on. I'll go back. Yeah, there's nothing down there. His tweet points out, free speech video site Rumble Video now has Peter Thiel as its shareholder because we know how Peter Thiel and and Palantir and and PayPal are all all about free speech, right? Seeing as how they still have a lot of money they never gave back to me after kicking me off their platform for talking about things that have now been proven to be true? Right. Peter Thiel. Ask Whitney Webb about Peter Thiel. You'll have have a lot to say. His company Palantir helps spy agencies make sense of mass surveillance data. You know, good guys, right? Your data. They all, which means, by the way, that's going to benefit him. It's the only reason he would become involved, in my opinion. They also engaged in damaging Julian Assange. Stay away from Rumble if they can't stay away from deep state actors. Now, again, that doesn't have to mean that they're immediately already compromised in the sense that they are knowingly making things happen for the benefit of people that are against your free speech. But that will happen like it happened with YouTube if it was also not the same, that eventually they'll be leaning on these groups. Like even Rumble when they argued about the the censorship in regard to, or rather specifically demonetizing. They said, well, our advertisers make that choice. That's not a fair answer. Just because you default to letting them choose, it's the same difference. You are still allowing advertising to dictate monetization on a supposedly free speech platform. By pretending it's only their choice or making it only their choice, you're still doing, doing the same thing because that's going to go in the same direction. But guess who responded? The CEO of of Rumble. He says, OS, in regard to the same conversation, you're now with the deep state, Thiel, yuck. He says, look at the cap table and voting shares again. Don't read media. Thiel, and this is what Kim.com said last, and he never got a response. And And he says that later. Thiel's company, Palantir, takes the mass surveillance data from spy agencies and turns it into a map of your life for spy analysts. This is going to damage Rumble, if it already hasn't been compromised by these things, in the future. And the only reason he's with you is because they want to make sure you will do what they ask for when the time comes. Because they see this as the, the, this is the new building YouTube, guys. And right here, did he answer? Of course not, right? And here's what he responded with in regard to this discussion. He responds to this and says, I'm disappointed you'd post this publicly. And even more so that you con- you conveniently omitted the part of our DMs where, just two weeks ago, you asked if you could have an exclusive contract for a Rumble show. Well, first of all, he only responded publicly because you didn't respond to him. That's how that works. But he says, to be clear, the CEO continues, I'm the CEO and I maintain 85% of voting control. I, that's, uh, so that's under the assumption that you're doing by right by people, right? Thiel is a mon- minority investor. Doesn't mean he doesn't have influence. 
Rumble is all about free expression. The host of Rumble shows have full editorial freedom. Only they decide when they broadcast. Well, that's how any of these work. That doesn't, that's, not, that's no different than any video platform. The difference is what you do after that and how you've already demonetized and you've already censored videos. It's already happened. That's, that's very clear. So how does this bode for people out there that want to believe Rumble is what they want it to be? At the very least, you should understand that there's problems. That doesn't have to mean it's over. Could go in the right direction. Oh, they're just saying he did not answer. Now, what's interesting about this, the way that he does this, by saying, you know, basically he, he thinks he's got a gotcha moment where he says, conveniently left the part out where you ask for a show. What does that have to do with any of this? Maybe he asked for a show until you he found out that you're working with Palantir, or rather with, with Peter Thiel. And then goes, wait a minute, I changed my mind. Like, this is a kind of a petty move by him, don't you think? To say, well, you are just asking to work with us, so therefore you don't think that now? I don't trust this, guys. I don't trust this person, to be quite honest. I don't trust any of this. This feels wrong to me. Come to your own conclusions about it. Now, to be clear, in my engagement with Rumble, just to um, add a little more to Kim.com's point, or what he's kind of acting as a bad point, when I reached out to Rumble originally, I did something similar. One, because I want them to respond, but two, because I don't know yet. I'm feeling it out. And I reached out and said, hey, guys, I'm considering Rumble for, a, for a, maybe one of my primary platforms I want to use. So can you explain for me why my, uh, this is what I said. Can you explain for me why this 50,000 video views video didn't get any money? Can you explain why these are like this? And if, you know, I had no understanding one way or the other. I was hoping they would explain. They never did. I emailed three times. I DM'd in multiple accounts. I reached out all over the place. Nobody responded until they felt like they had to. Everything about this screams, at the very least, another corporate entity that does not really care about what they're putting out there for you. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You, you want genuine, Chris, reach out to me. Let's have you on the show. Let's talk about it. I doubt that will happen. Now, the censorship is happening. Demonetization, censorship has already happened on this platform, so I don't want us to fall into this trap yet again. It's important that we ask these questions and think about where this is actually going. And now, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is just so stupid. That, as Steve is pointing out, here's a video. I don't even know when this was from. It's got to be from 20. When, when exactly was the year? It's got to be 2019, 2020, right? In any case, the video is entitled, Did Epstein Commit Suicide, Get Suicided, or Get Whisked Away to Israel? Question mark. All claims are being made. Yeah, because that's totally, I'm going, he was killed, right? No, we were going over the claims and being objective about it. But of course, they hate objectivity. That's what they frame as extreme today. And if they and they've censored it under harassing and threats and cyberbullying, what against Epstein? Like what? These guys are now. The point is, guys, this is a video from an account that's no longer there. Click on the link; it takes you. It's, this account's been deleted. So why are they even going through this process? Is it AI? And why would they even allow? Why would they keep it then? Why wouldn't they just delete the channel? There's something weird about all this. Something legal. I don't even know. But it just goes to show you that we're we're still getting censored on platforms. Our video accounts that are gone. With, and we did not break rules, even as the point. So I just find it strange that being set up over here as this bastion of free speech as we drive into the new the, the new internet or whatever they framed it as. Where did it say it? Did I lose that already? In any case. Oh, it's this right here. The internet's about to change. Stay free. Not buying it, guys. Now, I want to make another point before we get into this about uh, correcting this and as well as an overlap of kind of controlled opposition. I, I did say it at the end and I realized how I was saying it and I, I didn't want it to sound like I was... In my recent video, I talked about M uh, Z Dog MD. <laughs> I don't know why I have trouble with that. 
And he was speaking with Vinay Prasad, who I'm not incredibly familiar with, but I was not trying to in frame Vinay as the same as Z-Dog. I was trying to frame Z-Dog and the types of people like him as people manipulating or rather just kind of quietly sidling up to the new conversation as if they haven't been calling everybody conspiracy theorists this whole time in a very cowardly way. And I kept saying these kind of people and them and people mistook that as me talking about Vinay Prasad. And I really wasn't. I was talking about the conversation. There was a couple comments I made about what he said, but I was talking about MZ Dog MD and people like him, just to be clear, because somebody commented saying, you know, he has really kind of been challenging this and talking about that. And I felt bad because I don't want, and to be quite honest, I'm really not even that deeply in, um, researched his work. So I wouldn't have spoke on him in any way. The bottom line was it's supposed to be people like Z Dog that are actively misleading people as if they're experts. And it's, in, it's frustrating. And now slide, sliding over and going, yeah, the booster is not perfect. And it's like, wow, these people are either knowingly doing what they're supposed to or just unable to say, hey, I was wrong. On that note, the kind of dishonesty from people like that is so on the surface, so childishly in your face. I mean, I, this is my point about why I think everybody, everybody sees this. It's just a choice about whether you politically want to ignore it or not. And we've gotten cartoonish to this to this point. I mean, and, and it, it's always been bad. But just take a minute. Like, I, I'm not going to get into it today. Like, there's a clip from Don Lemon forcing in just, I mean, embarrassingly forcing in this idea that climate change is causing this hurricane. He's talking with an expert who, sh who basically says, no, 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 that's not really related. And kind of, and then goes forward and Don Lemon goes, well, I'm from the area and I know this isn't right. Like pushes him to get into it. I mean, it's, that's not what journalism is. Even if you have that opinion, you're supposed to be. Anyway, the point is it's so on the surface that people are just dishonest and subjective. And this is, these are the people that are on the front row of this, or what's not the right analogy, are, you know, perceived as leading the charge when it comes to journalistic endeavors. Here is an example of the White House. And you know, I've been, you know, calling out the stupidity and the absolute befuddlement and just incompetence of KJP. This is one of the worst. I mean, it's probably going to be the worst tomorrow. But the way that she engages with this, guys, everybody knows this is dishonest. Here is a clip of Joe Biden saying, you know, where's Jackie? I'm sure you've seen this. It was yesterday and everyone's pointed at it because it's embarrassing because he forgot that she died in a car accident in August. Now, that could happen to anybody, right? Anybody, literally anybody could just be like, oh, that's right. You know, I forgot or they're busy. The president's got a lot going on. That's not to try to explain away Biden's clear senile activity. He is losing it. He's being shuffled around. He doesn't know where he's going. I've saw like three clips in the last week of him not knowing where he's going or walking away from people at the FEMA conference. I mean, it's just embarrassing. And I kind of feel bad for the guy if he wasn't such a war criminal. But he, Jackie, where are you? Where is he? He's right here. Including bipartisan electricians like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? You... Now, to be clear, for those already in the comments trying to go, you guys are lying, it's about this person. It's already been engaged with by the corporate media on the left and saying, yeah, he did mean Jackie and it was an accident. He did. The, the only person that would have been in, in, in Relation to this meeting would have been Representative Jackie Walorski, and she died in a car accident in August. Now, the reporter, this this is what the reporter asked KJP about this. Now, anybody anywhere knows what happened right there. Any And if you were even had a, a modicum of honesty, you would have just been like, he made a mistake. He forgot she died. And that's sad, you know, and, and you can use it for what you will. But because they're so desperate to just hide any negative, no matter what, 
no matter how dumb it makes them look and no matter how dumb it makes KGP look more so than already, they do it anyway. The reporter straight up said, or he, she responds, hey, Jackie, Jackie, you, are you here? Where's Jackie? And she goes, I, and basically puts it to KGP and says, how do you explain that? And listen to what she says here, guys. I mean, if you want to be embarrassed by something, I mean, she can't even make eye contact during this process. Because what she's trying to argue is that it was just, he was just saying that they're the kind of people, that, I, mean, I, I don't even want to try to make it sound dumber than it is. Listen to her yourself. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So, so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had. Uh... OK, OK. First, first ridiculous argument so he wasn't looking for her no no he was just yelling the names out of the people who were involved <laughs> really did you really think that was going to be the end of it and they were gonna be like got it next question <laughs> like, jackie where are you are you here right and we're supposed to pretend like that's him just going jackie is good and great and i mean i don't even think they care if you do buy it it's about setting a tone and a narrative so people that are like you know the stelters of the no longer media can be come on and be like journal, you know, fact checking. Nope, you're missing fake news because the Republicans said this or whatever. That's how this goes, and vice versa. By the way, it's just embarrassing. Uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be which my gut would tell me they planned after this to make that look like that made sense. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Just adding to the absurdity of all of this. But clearly she's lying. So whether that's true or not should be an honest question to ask. A, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was now I don't disregard. I don't disagree with that. But you think that Biden's making all these plans? That's a political White House thing. They probably had that plan. They probably did all this and had it ready because she did pass away. That's all real. The point is Biden just was senile and forgot or just tired and forgot. And they can't just be honest about that. It's of top of mind uh, for the. And by the way, what does it mean to be on top of mind? <laughs> she says this more than once. On his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. Trying he, to sound intelligent? Uh, looks Fail. very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. <laughs> no, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on. I totally understand. And I just explained that you're dumb. And it's, it was you're like, I can't even get past this. I want to do an entire movie on how this person is ridiculous. I mean, it's unbelievable. My point is, guys, that everybody everywhere in any party is aware that she's lying. Everyone. And we just play this game. It's embarrassing. She's just really, really bad at it. Top of mind. Uh, no, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> this was in, what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this. Uh... Okay, now we're on to just nonsensical trailing off, you know, so they didn't get to the question. And you said, I understand. <laughs> and this day was great. And things were good. And the clouds were nice. And the sun was out, right? Hooray. Next question. At this conference, at this event, uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to 
uh, deal with, combat food insecurity in America. And this is something that he was lifting up and honoring. And (laughs) again, he knows that he's going to see her family this coming Friday. There is a bill signing uh, that's going to happen in renaming a VA clinic in in Indiana after the late Congresswoman. He knows that he is going to see her family, and she was a top of mind. And, and did I say top of mind? That I meant top of mind. She, she was top of mind. <laughs> like just really double down on that ridiculousness. And I'm not saying, you know, top of mind, it's not nonsensical, but it just, it's, it, oh, it doesn't even matter. Guys, the point is that this is how dishonest everything is everywhere. These people are lying to you all the time. Now we don't even dis. everybody also knows that. That's not a big hot take. We all laugh about politicians lying. We laugh about how we know that this position is about obfuscating things that they don't want. But when you get into the political talking points on the Twitter sphere and on the back and forth of the two-party illusion, well, it's all about one narrative versus the other, where either he was, you know, so senile he couldn't open open his eyes or versus where it was top of mind because she cared about her. Like, there's somewhere in the middle, as always, but this is just insulting. It is insulting. And you need to point out how stupid this is. And if you think it only matters when it's stuff like this, then you're like meaningless stuff, then you're wrong. They do just, and she's just this bad at it, but they do this in any context. They do this about Iran protests. They do this about the Nord Stream pipeline. They do this about anything they don't want you understanding. So think about how dishonest that is and realize how that translates to every other topic. Now, here's an overlap of what we're seeing happen in regard to uh, the the German uh, prime minister. Oh, excuse me, Italian. I said German in the beginning. I hope people follow up. Ger- Italian meant prime minister that got elected. Now, Germany's on so there's so many examples of how Germany involved with all of this, whether it's COVID to Ukraine to everything is just off the rails. But in any case, here is the person we just talked about. Now, before we get into that, we just talked about this. I saw this right away. Now, I did put the tweet out about her speech because it was still important. The, the speech was important that I knew that they were going to call it fascist. That feels like an entirely planned organization or setup to me right now, because here she is talking about the digital green certificate, talking about everything that you wouldn't wouldn't expect when you see her come out with a speech that she did attacking all of that. Then to add to that, and here's somebody's doing the same thing, saying, did she trick us all? He took it in the beginning. And then same thing, green speed, green pass, as well as her joining the Aspen Institute and all these different groups. It's concerning. Everything about this does not line up with what she's projecting right now. That doesn't mean that she might have just changed her mind. I don't buy that, but it's certainly possible. To add to that, here's something you might find interesting. Guess who this is? Mr. Zelensky from Ukraine saying congratulations to the Italian prime minister and his party on winning the election. That might be a typo, I'm not sure, but... We appreciate Italy's continued support for Ukraine in the fight against Russian aggression. We are continuing on a fruitful collaboration with the new Italian government. No, just because he said that doesn't mean that she agrees with that, right? Because you'd think that she might take a stance against all this stuff that's going on today, except she said, dear Zelensky, you know you can count on our loyal support for the cause of freedom in Ukraine, of Ukrainian people. Stay strong and keep your faith steadfast. Well, there you go. Now, just because she may, you know, you could argue that maybe she sees the Great Reset, but doesn't really understand that the first country in the world to institute all the principles of the Great Reset might not be in line with that agenda, right? <laughs> Come on, guys. If she's aware of the problem and gave the speech she did, she'd be aware of the overlap of all of this, in my opinion. Either way, this person, is, from my perspective, is not on your side. That's why I'm pessimistic, guys, because it kind of always seems to end up this way, doesn't it? Now, I believe 
if I, you know, and I'm guessing I don't, I can prove that I know that she's in line with some larger agenda, like the great reset, even though she said the opposite, but what my gut tells me is that just like with rumble, just like with any of these situations, these people are setting up the new resistance, the new independent media, the new challenging administrations, right? The new politicians fighting for you. It's happening in this country right now. It is all a show, and it feels like that. Don't forget the U.S. Army PSYOPs division that we just did a show about literally said that in their recent, I guess, ad-promoting propaganda video where they said, all the world is a stage. That's what the U.S. military literally said to you in a video they put out for you, and yet we're not supposed to question that this might all be part of that show? Interesting. Well, look it up for yourself, guys. This is not even that long ago. Interestingly enough, to add to that, before we we jump into the next topic here, which I forget, uh, oh, that's right, the Nord Stream pipeline, which we'll get into before we get into the vaccine discussion. This is this is from today. YouTube says, Georgia Maloney family value speech was mistakenly removed. Oh, really? And the video immediately restored it when they got asked about it. That doesn't feel honest to me, guys. Right? When's the last time you got videos immediately removed when you said, hey, you made a mistake? Right. If it was what they have been saying it was, the, the deleting of the video is the perfect way to make the people who want to assume that means she's honest believe that. And you will see this everywhere across the two-party illusion on the right right now, acting like she's the new leader we need to support. Look, she got a, her video got removed. Proof. See how that works? It rarely is these days. Definitely should be considered, right? Deleted or even brought back. But again, I know people that got their channels reinstituted that I know aren't... It, controlled opposition the bottom line is this does not feel honest to me how quickly it happened and how quickly it got brought back and it's all the streisand type effect in my opinion and it's being used against you mark my words we'll see what happens now in the same vein of discussion as it pertains to ukraine the larger discussion of the global geopolitical chaos that we're watching kim.com kim.com also points out something referencing moon of alabama we'll get into next but he says why were u.s blackhawk Black Hawk helicopters circling over the explosion sites of the Nord Stream pipeline several times in September. Hmm. They hovered over the incident sites for hours on the night of September 22nd and 25th. That seems interesting, doesn't it? Have U.S. Navy divers been lowered into the water above the incident sites to install explosives? This act of terrorism would be so blatant that Denmark and Sweden must have known about it. Have they observed this on their military radars? Suspicious that they have failed to mention this. Who else was in on it? The citizens of the EU should be outraged if this is true. Not to mention the retaliation of Russia will be contemplating. If this happened, it was authorized by President Biden, or rather somebody in who's actually control of this administration. A direct act of terrorism against the citizens of Europe sanctions anyone? Just look at all the circumstantial evidence that points to U.S. government as the perpetrators here on this plot on this website. Now, a lot of the claims he stretches uh, stretches out right there. We'll go through and show you things that make that very very clear. Now, first, who done it? According to Moon of Alabama, facts related to the sabotage attack on the Nord Stream pipelines. Now, it seems clear, as I mentioned in my my first point on this in the last show, that everybody acknowledges there's something fishy here. People want to point at Russia, which I'll go into why right here specifically makes zero sense whatsoever. Like it's literally like shooting yourself in the foot. It makes no sense for this to happen from Russia's perspective. Even if you want to believe that think there's some kind of benefit to blaming it on the U S it still hurts them far more than it would benefit them every possible way, but already realize already that's the corporate Western narrative that Russia did this to themselves. There's your false flag. They wanted to push in Ukraine right in the beginning, but the Dane was it Dane. Oh shoot. Now I'm forgetting. I was going to say Denmark. I believe it was Denmark, but I'm not sure. 
there are prime ministers speaking up around the world saying they believe that this was sabotage. They believe that this is involving people that you might expect. Now, he says, for decades, the U.S. opposed European projects to receive energy from Russia. It wants Europe to buy more expensive U.S. oil and gas. These are all just circumstantial points to add together before we get into the things that are going to be impossible to ignore. Right. So we know that they've opposed this. We know they don't want this to happen. The U.S. has threatened to disable those pipelines many, many times. Currently, in this source material, you should check out for yourself in here. Currently, the U.S. is winning its war with on Europe's mainly Germany's industries and people. So just so we understand, if you're in Germany and Europe, realize that's what's happening right now. You are being and there's an economic war against you for other people's interests and blaming it on Russia, blaming it on anything else. You're being attacked. Russia has no motive to destroy the pipelines it owns. These are valuable long-term assets that the gas and, and the gas that escaped just from the re just the other day that you saw the video, the images of the bubbling up water. Apparently that was worth 600 to 800 million dollars. Just that. So let's pretend like they'd want to do this because it benefits them, right? During the war in Ukraine, Russia has not stopped to deliver gas to Europe as contractually agreed, not once until now. During all of this, they still continue to deliver the cat. Do you think the U.S. government, I mean, the U.S. government's proved they wouldn't do that. They've literally sabotaged things and stopped things that they agreed to or challenged their own agreements because they didn't want to. They're right now still stealing oil from Syria. Verifiably. Just got caught again. German people have protested against the U.S. ordered shutdown of pipe Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which happened, remember? They didn't, and now they shut, and now they're, weirdly, something happens after they, they, Basically, order it to be stopped. There's a lot of information here that I want you to go through. Just information about the timelines and everything I do think is important. But it, oh, here's that image, by the way, and I'll show you this in a moment. Rat, uh, Radoslaw Sikorsky is a former minister of defense and former uh, and foreign minister of Poland. He is now a member of the European Parliament. Yesterday, he posted a picture. This wasn't yesterday. This was uh, on the 27th he posted this. And I have it on the way back machine. I'll show you next. A picture of gas escaping the damaged Nord Stream pipelines and thanked the U.S. for blowing them up. Or rather, if you want to be very specific, just thanked them. For what exactly, though? If this was an or natural leak that happened, why would you thank the USA? Right? And there's a reason he deleted this. It went viral. He's, he's married to, guess who? Neoconservative writer Ann Applebaum who is notorious for anti-Russian, anti-German screeds widely published in U.S. media. Weird, right? The U.S. allegedly warned German of sabotage, Germany of sabotage of the Nord Stream system. That in which I, I have that as well. First of all, this is the tweet that he put out. Steve shared this on the 27th and now it's deleted. Where he says, seems like he's openly admitting the U.S. government blew these up. Right? Here it is. It's kind of hard to miss, don't you think? Thank you, USA. And why would you delete it? These people must not realize that we can look at these things still, right? I mean, that guy, this is very, very obvious. Now, as Bernie's tweets points out, which, by the way, we just played her interview. I'm going to show it to you later in the show today uh, on, on Rockfin for the Rockfin exclusive. We had a great discussion about this stuff in regard to the financial aspect of digital IDs. She points out Polish politicians thanking the U.S. for blowing up the Nord Stream on the same day. That's when this happened. The same day as the Baltic pipeline opens up in Poland. What a coincidence, right? The era of Russian dip domination of gas is coming to an end, they say. Thank you, U.S., and now we're opening our own. I mean, they really think you're this stupid, guys. Peter Sweden points out that both Norway and Denmark have warned about mysterious drones being seen near these fields. This is on the 29th. So there's all this example evidence of something clearly happening. 
that implicates the U.S. far more than Russia in every possible way. Kit Knightley, of course, writes, and I agree, forget the blame game. Nord Stream sabotage is about the Great Reset, nothing else, because it leads in the same damn direction as everything else we're seeing. And I'll make one more point about that at the end of this segment. Now, here is the Washington Post, of course, doing exactly what you would expect with no evidence to point that Russia did anything. European leaders just blaming Russian sabotage, of course, published September 27th and then even updated before the day's over, of course, because you constantly change and update your posted journalism without any asterisk, because that's what you do, right? These guys are just editing these things everywhere constantly and not even updating anymore like you're supposed to. But the point is, blame Russia, right? That's just all you got to do. Without any evidence, that's how this needs to go forward. This close points out that the CIA did, in fact, warn Germany of potential attacks. What do you know? On the 27th, how many times is it going to happen this exact same way? Just like they did in everywhere else. Like they do with their... Shoot anything. Oh, looks like the FBI spoke to that shooter 13 times before it happened. Guys, it's so very clear. This is meant to set it up by saying, uh-oh, we think Russia's going to do something. And then it's something, they do something and go, oh, told you, we warned you, Russia. So why wouldn't this be talked about? These things are happening so quick and so ham-fisted that I don't think that these things are even connecting anymore. But in any case, it's obvious that they're involved in this because of everything else that we're seeing, including... They're open statements about doing something should something happen. This is Biden and plenty of others telling you verbatim, look, we're going to do something if this happens. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer. Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Look at that face. I mean, you just can't miss what that is, guys. I mean, that's a very odd, like, really? Like, okay, so you have no control over this whatsoever. How exactly are you going to say, like, how? Oh, we, we've got our ways. Really? Obviously, is that little smirk means, it doesn't have to mean blowing it up, attacking it, or it could just mean sanctioning Germany. But the point is, they'll have their weird, slightly dishonest, maybe illegal ways of stopping it because that's what they want. Their own history makes that clear over and over and over and over. It's amazing that we even quibble about whether or not they would take illegal action in this regard. Because that's happening. Of course they would. Did they? That's what we need to be discussing. Could they? Would they? 100%. That's what that statement and that smirk is meant. Meant to signify. Here is Newland doing the same thing. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. One way or another. Miss Newland, you're completely tied up in the Ukraine scandal and the biolabs and everything else going on in this regard, right? It's just, this is very, very, very transparent. As Bernie points out, to leave you no doubt as to what they promised, Nord Stream 1 and 2 were sabotaged today. It's not like you weren't warned. Rather specific. In any case, the point is this is very clear that they are telling you that they'll take action should what happened happen. What happened happens, which is where we are today. 
Pretty amazing, right? Now, the all said and done, guys, there's going to be a lot of people saying what they want you to think, especially in the corporate media discussion. There's going to be people in independent media making it about one thing or the other, about bad guy, good guy, this or that. The bottom line is what we know and what we have in front of you is pretty much right there. We know that they've threatened. We know that they would. We know that they have the capability to. We know that it's by and large an obviously catastrophic thing for Russia to even consider doing something like this for a million different reasons. If you want more deep on that, check out the Moon of Alabama article. So why would we even pretend this makes sense? to go in, in any other direction, especially, I think oh, the last point is the coordination of all this, right? It could very well be this whole thing is a stage. And then all of it is about justifying the bad guy back and forth to just take action against what will effectively drive us further into the controlled situation, whether it's by energy, water, food, or anything else. That's still something we need to ask. Just because we do, we can see that there are disagreements and vying power between Russia and, and the United States does not mean that the, ultimately they are still in line for the greater direction. I believe that. At the, at the, all you got to do is look at where it ends up. Doesn't have to mean that they are in line together. But at the end of the day, if you see these actions, regardless of narrative, continue to go in the same direction, you got to at least ask that question, right? And I want to point this out as well. This was the uh, the largest wholesale food, fresh produce market in the world on fire in Paris on the 25th. Now, it could just be a random accident. Could be any number of things. But in line with how many of this, these, how much of this has happened, and now with the pipelines and everything else, it's time to just kind of go, you know, at the very least, stop being so scared away by the phrase conspiracy theory and just go, let me ask, let me gauge my objective mind. And be discern with discernment and be critical about it and just ask, could this be organized? Could this be be in their minds, just to give you the bone out of the gate, maybe in their minds done for a greater good? I don't believe that, but maybe it's easier to digest that way. Here's a post. There are these are the 20 plus food facilities that have burned just in 2022. Right? I mean, it, it's just hard not to see that there's at least something that just serendipitously goes in the same direction, if they're concerned that way. Either way, I don't buy it. I think it's impossible to think that there's not some level of leaning into this, allowing it to happen or making it happen. The Nord Stream pipeline, I think, is a no-brainer. I think that was action taken to do exactly what it looks like. So, as always, come to your own conclusions, because I think it's pretty clear that the evidence, at the very least, is enough to be there for you to make an educated, to come to an educated opinion about what's happening. And on that note, to point to other examples now that are fleshing out even further that we are still being censored for this. This is something somebody just posted. I really appreciate this is going, somebody's posting this, which is by the way, I think where I first got into this. Oh wait, no, this wasn't the one I'm saying for the newest part. I mean, but in any case, this person falls up again below my video here and posts adding the T lab arsenal donor blood can have spike protein exosomes, but this is from November, 2021. So it just blows me away how much of this is out there that is still not talked about. At least not, I just mean like by the corporate media. And it's, I haven't seen it. I'm sure there might have been somebody out there talking about this. I don't want to pull the old, you know, door example and be like, I'm the only one talking about this. I don't know. Maybe somebody else is out there. But in any case, it's out there. 2021. And it's not like, th think about it in this case. They're shout, they're censoring and shouting down the idea that there's any kind of problem with the blood from vaccinated people. But yet this is on the Journal of Immunology. It's, this is a peer-reviewed platform with information showing you that circulating exosomes in your body have the spike protein induced by the vaccination. 
Think about how crazy that is. Circulating exosomes of the title with COVID spike protein are induced by BT162B2 vaccination prior to developing of antibodies. It says right here that the, COVID, the Pfizer injection induces release of exosomes. An interesting overlap with the idea of the early Cowan Kaufman kind of conversation about what might have been really behind all of this. Carrying SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Now, that one challenges the idea that it's not in your body outside of your shoulder, which we all know is a ridiculous lie that they knew was a lie when they spread it. But now it's just showing you that it's circulating your body. And it says down here, crazily enough. Oh, actually, I think I, I uh, that's right. I, I highlighted on the doctor's page that shared this. Jesse Santiamo, Santiano, MD, posted on November 26th. Good for you for getting this out there. It says the study found, and you can read it all in the study yourself, but just this is easier to keep it in one page. The study found that the people vaccinated with the Pfizer injection have exosomes carrying SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in the blood. Exosomes are compartments separate separate from cells that float in the blood. The spike proteins inside the exosomes were detected 14 days after the Pfizer injection. The spiked exosomes increase after the second dose, which makes sense, and start to decrease after four months, which is weird that they would want to get you more in that sense because it seems to be the time when you would finally be getting away from the problem. But we know this is not about a lot more than just this one thing. When they transfuse the, or that they even want to help people, when they transfuse the blood containing the exosomes with the spike protein into other mice, the transfused mice developed humoral, humoral and cellular immune responses. Guys, this is unequivocal, especially with what we know and what the Red Cross has clumsily tried to cover up, despite my conversation with them on the phone, despite the way back machine examples of what they said and the news reports and the Francis Crick Institute, everything else. What you're seeing here is the peer-reviewed science that is showing you that peop- that if you use blood from these people, it will affect people that use that blood. This is crazy. And it's old, from last year. This says, an unvaccinated person may get spike proteins made from the mRNA of the Pfizer injection vaccine in blood transfusion. Well, look at that. Now, again, sorry to show this picture again, but re- this is what we just talked about. This is somebody's child a baby that died after blood transfusion because they demanded they have unvaccinated blood and the hospital ignored them and did what they wanted anyway. And the baby died. Here's the show we just did on this, Vaxxed Red Cross blood donations, where we go over all of it again. And just you can just skip to the Red Cross part. And it's all right here. And I've included in that, as you'll see, somewhere in here, right there, is the conversation I had with them. And you can listen to it for yourself. It's on, oh, that's not the one. One of those in there is the conversation where I recorded it with her and she admits that it's because the antibodies from the vaccinated people are not strong enough, so we couldn't use them. That's not what they'll claim anywhere else. And that was the truth because all the data showed you that. But see, what's happening right now is that they know the data's out there. That's why they stopped doing this. That's why people are hiding this. And they're still doing it though. There's nothing but criminality in that, guys. That's sinister to me. Now, on to add to the blood part of this, which I think is equally important. How, ins- how This is just insulting to everybody who was trying to argue anything about this before. Here's the Washington Post, apparently breaking the story, September 27th, 2022. Here's what the title reads for the podcast. Women said coronavirus shots affect periods. New study shows they're right. That's on Washington Post. Yes, two days ago. I mean, seriously? Now, I promise you in this, it's not even remotely the, the, the full picture. This is them trying to let the, get, the, the, the steam out of the valve just to let it stop the whole thing from exploding because people are seeing through it right now. 
as this person rightly points out, Kingsley Courts, Cortez, saying this a year ago would result in a Twitter suspension. Saying it right now would probably get my account suspended. You know this. The narrative is still active despite, despite the fact they squeak these things out around the corners. The point is, guys, the evidence has always been there. Whether or not the new study finds this, that that's happening. Their Pfizer documentation from the beginning showed this. There was examples of this. There was their reports of this after that. There was all sorts of studies that have since been done. So why only now is Washington Post going, this new study proves it. How much you want to bet the study itself is not even actually as sound as they want you to think it is. Probably some preprint study that has some kind of weird correlation, even though we have verifiable, peer-reviewed, undeniable studies that show you this is happening. In every possible way, whether it's the effects on reproductivity, reproduction, reproductivity or, or fertility, or specifically the blood itself. I mean, there's a thousand different examples. But now because Washington Post said now we're allowed to talk about it, you need to see the coordinated allowance of this now, guys. That's why these whole the, the discussions we just had about the Z-Dog thing, that's why that's happening now. They're allowing the conversation and all these feeble, meek people are going, oh, now I can talk about it. OK, well, now I'm going to talk about exactly what they say I'm allowed to talk about. Truth, media, journalism. How insulting. And as we just talked about, as there's an overlap here, it goes far beyond what they're trying to saddle you with on that one part of the story. As we just talked about, and a lot of people saw, there are there's peer-reviewed science coming out showing that the COVID vax mod RNA, which is what it is, we'll call it mRNA, not to confuse people. It's genetically modified, not natural mRNA, mod RNA. That's what it says in all the documentation. I don't know why they choose to not get into that point. I mean, I do been found in the breast milk of lactating women. Now, here is Dr. Peter McCullough pointing out that study. Breastfeeding women are routinely excluded from trials of novel products, which is exactly why they pretend that they... Well, it's safe because we have no data that shows it's dangerous. Why? Because we didn't even study it. There you go. Solved, right? We'll get into that next with the flu vaccine. To sense many substances secreted in breast milk and the adverse impact on the infant is unknown. But yet they're still giving it to pregnant women. They're still telling them to get it no matter what. They're still forcing it and mandating it in some cases, even with pregnant women. They're still giving it to infants and everybody else, regardless of all the evidence. But trust the science, though, right? Nearly two years after public release, FDA failed to protect them. Here's another one he follows up with. Tanaka et al. Japanese Chinese team a complicated study of eight patients with detailed lab methods. Findings suggest that they may have much longer lasting effect in the body with destruction of ribosomal RNA as a proxy for the continued cytosolic presence of the genetic product. Title, the Huener effect on functional compensation with destructive ribosomal RNA structure after anti-SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccination. There is an endless amount of research coming out now showing just about every possible side effect you can imagine. And no one seems to care. It's all safe and effective, safe and effective. I benefits that way there is over and over, no matter what. And this, guys, is why the FDA is currently refusing to release autopsy results on people who died after COVID in regard to a FOIA request by the Epic Times and, and anybody else reaching out, trying to get information about specifically people who died after the COVID vaccine. Now, of course, they argue that they're not allowed to release the. Well, this is a classic thing they've done in the past. It says the FDA says they barred from releasing medical files. But a drug safety advocate says all they really need to do is remove the personal information, which there's a precedent for that, especially when it's this serious and this insurmountable and this important. When all they go, when all they do is go, we don't know because there's not enough evidence. Well, then fine and stop everything and damn investigate. 
No, benefits away the risks. See, just round and round hamster wheel. They refuse to let you see. Don't forget, there's been multiple autopsies that have already been done. And both times they found the mRNA everywhere. That's not my opinion. There's peer-reviewed science. But apparently they just forgot about it. Don't know when they're due diligence, right? They don't care. They're hiding this from you. Now, here's an example, even going back to the KJP dishonesty or the fact that they're hiding this from you now that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're lying to you. And they don't even care that you see it. I mean, I'm actually pretty flabbergasted this has gone on as long as it has. I'm still baffled by the fact that I don't see this being talked about in a large way across the spheres. Now, again, there's probably people out there talking about it. Like I said the last time, if you see other people pointing this out, send it to me so I can talk about it on the show. I just, I'm kind of blown away that this is still not really being engaged with because it's such a blatant, obvious, provable lie. As it says here, how can the COVID jab, bivalent and original, be given right this moment, as you know it is, by Walgreens, CVS, and every other one involved alongside the flu shot? If the most current official documents from the jab makers show they have no idea if it's safe. Why? Because it was never studied. Don't believe me? Let's look at it because it's right here. Completely undeniable. Adding to this, I'll include the links we'll go over next, where the CDC, headed by Walensky, incorrectly tell you that these shots can be safely given alongside each other in contradiction to the most up-to-date documentation that I'll include with links. Even their different pages, I, 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 that's actually technically the same page, but different drop-down, say two different things. Why? Because the bullet point very clearly states that it's okay, but then when you dig into it, it goes, well, we don't really know, but do it, though. Mind-blowing. And here are the source links, as always, so you can see this stuff. Now, let's go through these. Here, these are only on the Wayback Machine because I have an inkling that they're going to change this. But as it says on, this is Walgreens. Flu shots. Like they're giving discounts and package deals and promoting it and, right? Save a trip. Get your flu shot and other recommended vaccines like COVID-19 in one visit. Guess what, guys? The CDC says it's safe to receive multiple vaccines at the same time. Now, what, what's interesting about this one, maybe their legal department threw that in there. They don't explicitly say they say it's safe to get these two together. But that is what it says right here. So either way, they're still lying to you. The other one was very much, much more specific about it. But I find that kind of telling. You'll see why. Here is CBS. Flu and COVID COVID-19 are two different viruses and require two different vaccines. The Senate, the CDC recommends both vaccines and says it's safe to receive them at the same time. And you can click on the link and look at it for yourself. And before we get into the documents proving that they're wrong... Here is where they say this. Frequently asked influenza questions, 2021, 2022, right there. Flu vaccines and COVID-19 vaccines can be given at the same time. Now, interesting, they say can be. Well, sure, anything could happen, right? Core, you could give them an injection and stab their eye out. It could happen. Is it safe, though? Well, that's, of course, what they want you to think from that. And that's, of course, what the CVS is claiming they mean. They say it's safe to do at the same time right there. Well, guess what? When you dig in a little further, that's not exactly what it says. Here's what it says. First of all, proving those two, those are two different questions. It first says, can I get these two together? Yes, you can get a COVID vaccine and a flu vaccine at the same time, <laughs> right? Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. But then underneath that, it says, is it safe 
to get them at the same time. Isn't that a strange overlap? Isn't that the same thing? Why would, of course, you, of course you could go jump off a cliff, but would you, well, you're going to die. It's like, that's a stupid thing to say. That is manipulative on its face. Here's what it says. While limited data exists, no, that's also fake news. While zero data exists, and I'll prove it to you next, on giving COVID vaccines with other vaccines, including flu vaccines, experience with giving other vaccines together has shown our way of bodies to develop drugs, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So since we've given vaccines in other contexts, other places, in different parts in time, that means your body's aware? I can't even believe that they have the courage to say that. The gall, I should say. We've already done multiple vaccines in the past. So therefore your body, it says, develop protection and po- against possible side effects oh, and possible side effects are generally similar whether vaccines are given alone or with other vaccines. How can you possibly broad brush every possible vaccine with all sorts of different chemicals, with all sorts of different technologies? We're talking about MR. These aren't the same old, va- that's the same thing they always do. Well, the entire history of vaccines proves they're all safe. These are not the same things. These aren't even vaccines. These are different. This is genetic modification. We're talking about injections based on mRNA platform technology. It's not the same thing. So you can't make that argument, but they sure as hell want to. Again, their argument is simply that because we've given multiple vaccines simultaneously in history, therefore your body knows it's to to what? To not die? I mean, come on, guys. That's incredible. Develop protection against possible side effects are generally mild. You don't know, and let me prove this to you. So when they don't know, they simply revert to, well, things have happened in the past, therefore, we don't know, but do it, though. I can't even believe this is not acknowledged by other people. I'm talking about the corporate media, the government. I mean, how in the world can they keep this going? Here are the documents. I'm going to close them afterwards so I have more space, but here are the links you can see showing those first two pages. Here, as you can see in this document, I believe this was... 85, look at that, I'm remembering finally. Missing information. Okay, this is updated this month. And this is all of this is including community, including the, the, the new B, the, the B4, B5 shot that they're weirdly conflating with community, which is not illegal because it's not approved, but they're doing that on this page anyway. The point is this is involving all of it. And, and then here's the FDA page that also talks about it. COVID-19 vaccines will be used in individuals who may also receive other vaccines. Studies to determine if the co-administration of these injections with other vaccines may affect the efficacy or safety of either have not been performed. Now, you've all seen this. I've done this many times. And yet, you still have these pages, especially this one, going, they say it's safe to receive at the same time. CDC says take them at the same time. But they go way down here. Well, limited, limited data. Nope, that's also fake news. We do not know because there is no data. The studies have not been performed. So why exactly would the CDC lie to you guys? Hopefully there's that new person out there that's going, wait, how can that be true? Well, they're lying to you. They're willfully and knowingly misleading you for some reason. I'm not going to pretend to know what they're thinking. I have my guesses. But what you need to understand is they are knowingly deceiving you. And by the way, again, just since we're on the page, don't miss the fact that right underneath it, it still says, as of September this month, the long-term safety of these injections is unknown. Cool. Give it to your three-month-old or six-month-old, though, right? Because we have no idea what will happen in 20 years. Cool. Safe and effective. Benefits outweigh the risks. Neither of those are true, and it's verifiable today. My God. Well, here's the FDA. Well, I'm just going to go to this and have to scroll for it. Here's the other page. This is the FDA. There is no information 
no, not limited, no information on the co-administration of Pfizer's injection, bivalent or otherwise, with other vaccines in general. These people should be in jail, guys. This is wrong. And the CDC lies to you about it. I just, it just, it infuriates me. I feel like I just don't want to move away from the point. I want to keep talking about it. I want people out there to see this. Let's get Brock or Starr to making this a clip and let's force this down people's throats because this is undeniable. It really is. This is the kind of point that you should take away and show to your neighbor that doesn't believe any of this. How do you explain this? You can't keep saying they're going to do something dangerous for your safety and act like this makes sense. This is dishonest. Now, on top of that, oh, wait. Sorry, it's a sad picture over there. I swear I had another part in this. Well, in any case, I mean, maybe I removed it. I do that sometimes in the interest of time before I go live. Well, anyway, I thought I had another part in that that related to that saying, oh, you know what? It might have been this one. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Just the overlap of all this, the blood discussion, the idea that this is hurting people. Oh, that's what it was. It was the pregnant discussion on top of that. That's right. I'm glad I remember that. Just the point in general that since we're on this page and we just got done talking about the reproductive issues and everything else, Let's not forget that it still says this as well. And that kind of sums up, you know, ties up this whole conversation for the segment. September, same thing. Use in pregnancy and while breastfeeding. The safety profile of vaccine is not fully known in breastfeeding, breastfeeding women or pregnant. They don't know. Same thing in the FDA sheet. They don't know. And yet here we are pushing it and still saying it's okay for pregnant women, despite the fact that we know that it's not. Despite the fact that it's obvious that it's hurting people. You can't find the right spot in this one right here. In any case, it's everywhere. So going over to the, the, the two final segments on this, guys, this is a really important overlap that I want people to see that you've already saw. We already talked about him specifically, but to see what he was saying before and just ask the question if maybe this is also part of a kind of control doc kind of transition. That doesn't, it's not what my gut tells me, but it's always okay to ask that question because look at what he was saying before and look at what he's saying today. And it's kind of hard not to see it that way, at least to a degree. Able to say that reassured her. So Charlotte, I think you've raised some really important points there. So I think the first thing to say is we need to understand where this vaccine hesitancy is coming from. And when I spoke to Grinder, I went through all of this. So the first thing is there is some uh, irrational, clearly irrational reasoning behind why people don't want to take the vaccine, which is based upon very blatant false information that's circulating on social media. In conclusion of both papers, there is a strong scientific, ethical and moral case to be made that COVID-19 vaccines rollout must stop immediately until raw data has been released for fully independent scrutiny. Now, just to be fair, it could very well be that he just realized he was wrong because somebody got through to him. I, I, I have to believe that that can happen. Otherwise, what am I doing this for? So we also shouldn't just be quick to say anybody that's mainstream enough or large enough is therefore the controlled up. People do that to me already. And I know it's not true. You should question it. But the point is, let's not jump to that because that's also dishonest in its own way. But I think it's very clear that that is happening. But we should hope that that is true because it shows you that we are reaching people here. Now, on the other point of this, despite all the things we're seeing, despite all the myths, the lies, the, the cover-ups and everything, guess what? The Pfizer is now already seeking to expand the shots to 5 to 11-year-olds. 5 to 11-year-olds. Now, I think this is an important clip to play that I've played a while that overlaps not just with COVID-19, guys, but 
any vaccination and why these things should be concerning right now. I heard earlier that there's no real concern about aluminum because it's such a small amount and so it really shouldn't matter. But the kind of aluminum that we put into vaccines is a different kind of aluminum that we see environmentally. This is called a nanoparticle and nanoparticles bind really tightly to the bacteria antigens, the virus antigens, the food protein antigens, and any other contaminants that are in the vaccines that we may not know about. And we know that the biochemical properties of nanoparticles is that they are capable of entering the brain. And so we have not evaluated the safety of the aluminum nanoparticle and its injection and where it goes when it gets into the body and whether it gets into the brain. Do vaccine ingredients belong in the brain? No. Do they get into the brain? No one has ever studied it. But animal studies using the same chemicals that are in vaccines that we give to children directly demonstrate that the vaccine ingredients do enter the brain. We are ignoring this information. There are scientists in Europe who've actually done studies on the aluminum nanoparticle and have shown that it can persist in the brain for years and decades. And so what we're seeing is a large outbreak of neurodevelopmental disabilities in adults, including Alzheimer's. And one of the main factors that they're finding in the brains of people with Alzheimer's is the aluminum nanoparticle that's directly related to the vaccines that we're giving. So we have never studied whether the aluminum that we're giving in vaccines gets into the brain, and we've never measured whether it stays in the brain and what it does if it does stay in the brain. But we do know that vaccines are supposed to cause inflammation in the body. But we have more than half of our children with chronic inflamed conditions. And we've never allowed ourselves to ask the question, if the vaccines cause inflammation acutely, do they continue to create inflammation Chronically. chronically. Yes. We have one in five with neurodevelopmental disabilities, one in 10 with ADD and ADHD, one in 35 with autism, one in 11 with asthma, and one in 20 under the age of five with seizures. Hmm. That's just horrifying. I mean, th- guy, this is the point. These are questions that are now being asked at a time when it was people were less willing to do so. And that is inspiring. That is hopeful. Right. So here's Pfizer in the midst of all of this, seeking to expand the new bivalent injection to five to 11 year olds. Right now, with everything coming out, with the lack of necessity for this, with, the, with everybody arguing, we're not or even Biden saying we're over the pandemic. I mean, even if you want to debate that, if you're even willing or even able to debate if it's over or not, therefore, you're not in an emergency, guys. But yet here we are forcing this in, which is scary to me especially for the kids involved. Oh, I think that's right. I think I did just do this right here. Pfizer is seeking emergency use authorization of its latest COVID booster. Ah, that's not right. Hold on. I just have it to down. I downloaded it. I want it. It's not, it's not that important to play right now. It's only 30 seconds, but that's strange. I'm pretty sure I downloaded that. Oh, well, I'll just grab it really quickly just to show you the kind of advertising that they're doing here. It's sad. This is being pushed on six month year olds, five year olds, you know, people that desperately do not need this. And yet they're pushing it anyway. Now, you wonder if these people involved at the desk here even care. 
I did have, but it's right there. Son of a gun. Is seeking emergency use authorization of its latest COVID booster for young children ages 5 to 11. Emergency use authorization. Emergency use authorization. While there is two approved unused concepts, but they're still approved. While there is a, a, approved alternatives, while there is every little, every single possible caveat for why this is no longer an effective emergency, it doesn't matter. They're still going forward. How much you want to bet we never go back to approval? How much you want to bet we just end up on this trail of emergency use authorization forever? I mean, this, this is the kind of reality where it's been almost three years. You can't keep emergency authorizing these things. And by every metric, they're already breaking the rules, the law. We're not even in an emergency anymore if you can debate whether or not the pandemic is over. And yet they're still pushing this, guys. And it's even they're admitting it's less than the flu. I mean, everything about this is insulting. The boosters are designed to provide a new layer of protection for... Nope, they're not boosters. From the Omicron variant, Pfizer... Nope, subvariants. Pfizer is also looking at boosters for children as young as six months old. This news comes days after Moderna requested authorization for its vaccine for kids 6 to 17. If approved, the boosters for 5 to 11-year-olds could roll out by mid-October. Pfizer... Yuck. It's that, they're, they're coming hard no matter what, guys. Here's Marty McCary. From Johns Hopkins, the Omicron vaccine, which was authorized, he gets it right, based on public data from eight mice, is now mandatory, mandatory for students at Fordham. I just showed you another school doing the same thing. If a student with pre-existing natural immunity to Omicron develops vaccine-induced myocarditis, it will be another tragic case of politically induced avoidable harm. And by the way, here's here's Vinay, by the way, who is who I've recently followed, who, who is talking about this topic. Why make policies that burden people and stop and, and don't stop transmission? Fordham is a special place that can turn eight mice into a mandate, an evidence-based miracle. I mean, it's just incredible that these people are doing what they convince themselves is the is the right thing to do, regardless of the science, regardless of the facts, regardless of what they force on people, because they are hoping to get patted on the head by their by their community. Right. Oh, you did the right thing, too. I did the right thing, too. High five. We're the good people. We're the right ones. Right. That's how this is. It does not matter if everything you show them proves they're wrong. They've already established that the, you know, what's the right term for it? The, you know, virtue signaling kind of idea, the woke future, like we're doing what we're supposed to do. I mean, you can't you, you can't miss that. It's literally everywhere right now. And here is what they're ignoring, at the very least, from an obvious problem that is cur- perfectly correlated with only one thing. As he says, correlation does not mean causation, but flattened curves are not seen thanks to the measures in almost any country. Right? So either it was the only thing that didn't work everywhere, or, I mean, how do you even argue that? The flatten the curve did it, didn't happen anywhere. All cause more excess deaths are still growing strongly in most of the country's massive vaccination campaigns. Non-COVID excess death, too. Mind the gap between the excess deaths and COVID curves. Here's another example. At Europe, 755% spike in excess death in kids alone just since the vaccine rollout. No big deal, though. Must be some unexplainable thing we don't want to look at, right? We're baffled, guys. Almost 800% spike in death of kids. But yeah, let's give them another dangerous injection to stop the three deaths that you claim might happen should we not vaccinate 1,000 people with this dangerous injection, right? But who cares about this 800% spike in deaths from unexplainable things we don't want to look at? I can't wrap my mind around how there are some that believe this is the right thing. They're probably a very small percentage of very dumb people, but I do think they're there and I don't understand how they can't see this right now. Here's another prominent example. Canadian actress Jennifer Gibson speaking up 
about what's her experience in all of this, which of course I have no doubt that regardless of whether she got multiple injections, she'll now be deemed a conspiracy theorist anti-vaxxer because she dares to acknowledge what actually happened to her after the injection. Even if she goes on and says, I can't prove it's the injection, just simply goes on and says, I got the injection and a week later this happened, but I can't prove what happened. They'll still attack her. They will still call her conspiracy theorist because you can't speak about the truth in this, in this context. You can't. You're not allowed to point this out, which exposes everything. Oh, this is not a video I want to make. Um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine and I had a rough go with the vaccine. Um, and I guess still am, but I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So, um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. Isn't that absolutely crazy? Now, understand, guys, even though she's kind of saying, like, do it anyway, there are already people calling her fake for saying that it's connected. Like, this is my point. Even if you come out half-hearted and say, no, it's not the vaccine, whatever, just because you stand up and say, this happened pr prior or pr after me, I got this injection, and then go, that's not the injection, though, they'll still attack you. They'll still say, you're giving people ammunition to fake them. It's crazy. It is literally the definition. But here we are with an, an actress who is acknowledging she got Bell's palsy after the injection, but goes, that's eh, just the price of doing the right thing or whatever she said. I mean, these people have drank the Kool-Aid, clearly. But are we now just past the point where we dispute that this is caused by the vaccine? We're now just going, well, it's just take it on the chin for the vaccine cause, right? Let's take it on the chin for Ukraine. Let's just take it on the chin for, like, really? Gosh, this is starting to seem more like a cult, isn't it? Well, this one's hard to watch, and I'm going to go ahead and warn you before we get into this because it's pretty rough. I don't even want to say gross because it's mean almost. This woman is going through the next clip we're going to show some of the worst thing I've ever seen in my life after this injection. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what anybody says, the facts and the evidence prove that this thing can and is causing autoimmune problems. And it's exactly what you will see next. This is rough, guys. So just warning you. This is one of many people being ignored after having side effects that happen after the injection. do like um another update on like my symptoms so when it first started i just had bloodshot eyes then it kind of turned into like a whole swollen face stuff like that all of a sudden like i couldn't see i could barely talk my breathing got very bad. Um, 
basically all of my skin started to fall off and it was just like from the inside out basically my body was just falling apart um now again you know it's i'm, I'm not going to say we know for sure what happened here but we know that this can lead to that. This is the kind of overwhelming response that this can lead to. If your body breaks down, right? Your immune system turns against you. You can see things just like this. And it's a question we have to ask. And it's happening all over the place. And this is horrific. And if you even insinuate that it could be, you are attacked left and right, even no matter what the facts are. The most excruciating symptom right now is definitely going to be in my face, my eyes, um, my vision is very bad. I can't really see. And when I can see, it is very blurry. Um, I have blisters all over my scalp, all over my arms, legs, my bottom, everything. Chest, neck, clearly my face inside my mouth and nose oh my god in my ears um they don't think that my vision is going to be permanently damaged they don't think the like there's no damage showing to the cornea so that's a good thing um everything is kind of just up in the air wow. as it comes well good for her for at least smiling i mean my god you know what that looks like to me again i mean it, it, it's, it's possible that's just a thing that happened while this is also happening in the world right it doesn't have to be connected to this but be clear that's exactly what pe the, the idea look, look put it this way if you want to think about what a genetic experiment on the population might look like it's exactly like that in regard to the things they're using you can prove that that is exactly the kind of response in a severe way that is already happening that you can by peer-reviewed science prove this is already happening after these injections 100 percent and a overwhelming response as they said in the chat like re rejecting the skin from your body i mean that's the kind of stuff we're seeing and yet we're baffled, right? Unknown, sad, SIDS, everything's unexplainable. Baffling neurological disorders, everything we can see. Even as we're proving these things are possible after the injection. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's don't trust your lying eyes, right? That's what they want you to think. Now, on the other side of this, here are some examples of people who aren't vaccinated. The uninjected continue to be less likely to test positive than the injected. As you know, as we've been telling you for a long time now, even according to data from the UK and everywhere else, even those who were vaccinated within the last six months, so even their argument of just get the new one and you're good. It now appears to be almost certainly true that vaccination has negative efficacy. We know this already, though. There's been peer-reviewed science has proven this. Plenty of other experts have spoken up. It is dramatically obvious. You have negative efficacy after, I argue, very quickly. I mean, it, within obviously the first three months, because that's what their data shows you, that it gets down to that point. I argue it's almost immediate that this thing affects you in very dangerous ways based on the data we're seeing. But there's another example for why it's safer to Trust your instincts. Well, here is Trudeau telling you, despite all of this, COVID's not done yet. We decide that, right? Compliance will set you free every 90 days, as Bernie's tweets points out. This is just insulting. There he's, this guy is just completely tapped into this. There's nowhere you, you are going to get more injections, no matter what's going on in the world, because we say so. Freedom. To remember is 
COVID's not done with us yet. We might want to be done with it, but it's still around. And yes, we have a lot more tools, a lot more understanding, a lot more knowledge on how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe that have allowed us to get back to regular life in a lot of ways for a whole bunch of people. But we also know that as winter comes and as people get pushed back indoors, there is a real risk of another serious wave of COVID. One of the best things we can do to prevent that wave, prevent the pressure on our healthcare system, prevent provinces from having to take decisions around restrictions and mandates, is to ensure that everyone is up to date in their vaccinations. The recommendation is, you know, you should uh, be up to date in your vaccinations if you have, a, have had a dose within six months. Everyone who has been a while since their vaccination, this vaccination, should look at the fact that we have new vaccines coming out this month that are tailored against Omicron that will provide better protection and everyone should get out and get the reason they use Omicron so broadly is because they want the dumb people that don't know any better. It's just the same thing. It's the same thing. It's an ad adaptation of the new things. Take it. It's, it's no different. And people buy that. Not many, it seems, but people do. But just think about the, the effort to force this through. So it doesn't stop transmission. And we've been doing the same rant since the very beginning. It doesn't stop transmission. They can still catch it. They can still spread it. In fact, the evidence shows they're spreading it and catching it exponentially more than anybody else. But go get the injections because that'll stop everything, right? I mean, they're just keeping around this. Nobody cares to point out, I mean, other than people like us, that that's just illogical. There's no logical reason why this thing would do anything other than comply. It's only going to make it worse by every single metric you have. Even the idea that variants are being caused by spreading as if that's only unvaccinated despite the data. And then you add on all the horrific side effects we're seeing, and you're watching exactly what's happening. There's the excess death. There's the every other correlation we're watching, in my opinion. At the very least, even if that's not connected, you cannot show an obvious benefit to this. Especially when you now know that COVID is less than the flu, when you know that this thing is even an Omicron land, this is less than it was before, that people are one thousandth of the risk, according to the data from them, about children in, COVID, in Omicron time. So where's the argument that we're in such danger and dire situations that we need something that's not tested properly or that we need something so quickly that we should skip tests? Why? This is my point, guys. Every single person out there is aware of this stuff because that's even what their narrative is saying. They just hope you're not smart enough to connect the dots that they're placing in front of you. Here he is. Try out the guy that's clearly disingenuous. Everybody in Canada seems to hate this person right now. That's why even his laugh in the beginning seemed forced. But trot it out. Go get your injections because that's all we have, guys. That's the only thing we can do. Nope literally doesn't make sense anymore they hit that 80 85 90 percent of canadians up to date in their vaccinations oh right so now we're still going back to the idea of herd immunity but it doesn't make sense based on every other thing you've said but just keep tying all the narratives together not every every narrative you spin contradicts something else but who cares right just keep getting it and what's up to date mean oh whatever we say tomorrow right well wait a minute up to date right now means multiple boosters but you're telling me i don't even need those boosters because you have a new shot coming out unless i have to go back and get the first one to be able to get the last one right that's still making sense to anybody does none of that makes any sense there's no scientific reasoning for why any of that makes sense if you have a new thing that's supposed to be fighting what's going on why in the world would i have to go get the first one that creates antibodies to something that's provably not even there in their narrative i mean 
you could provably argue that none of it is. But my point is that in their narrative, that's not what's happening. That's why the bivalent is there. So go get the first one anyway. The thing that gives you antibodies that could potentially increase your risk of antibody-dependent enhancement for the exact reason? Now, who cares, though? Just do what Trudeau says. He's wearing a tie, right? We'll have a much better winter with much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. But Oh, they're so problematic. Yeah, you know, our complete disregard for your, un your inalienable constitutional rights from the U.S. perspective. Just a little bit tough situation. We'll, we'll dole back those freedoms based on your actions. Welcome to credit, social credit. Every step of the way, government's responsibility is to keep people safe, to prevent our... No, government's responsibility is to uphold the Constitution, again, from a U.S. perspective. The idea that the government's supposed to keep you safe is ridiculous. We're not in preschool, okay? This is a childish idea. They want you to think that they're supposed to remove danger from your life. All government does is add an entirely different level of danger to your life. And I argue it's far more. Far more than the illusion that if they're not there tomorrow, somebody will come up and take everything from you. That's always possible. And guess what? It happens right now while the government's there. And guess who also does it? The government. So I don't really think it's a real idea, but people still buy it because they want to believe in it. So from getting overwhelmed, and that's where individuals choosing to make sure they're up to date in their vaccinations with these new vaccines is going to help us all. Choosing, right. Individuals choosing to be forced to take it. <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. Well, here's the final leg of this conversation, guys. And this is something that concerns the hell out of me, not only because we've talked about it numerous times, but because it's already happening. Both conversations that buying vaccinators exist and are already being used and have been used, as well as the fact that they're currently and ongoingly, if that's even a term, releasing mod genetically modified mosquitoes for other stated purposes, of course. So shouldn't we be able to ask the question of whether this might already be done today in, co in the context of COVID? Of course, you're not allowed to ask that because that would be dumb conspiracy theory, except for the fact that in every sense of the conversation, they've given you reasons to think that's possible. We know it's real. I'll show you the science. We know they've done it before. I'll show you the science. Now, would they do it now? Of course, they're even arguing it's necessary. Would they do it without your knowledge? Well, that's the sticky point, isn't it? Of course they wouldn't, people would argue. Well, guess what, guys? They've argued in every possible way that if they should need to do something in your best interest and, they, and you don't know it's in your best interest and it's in the best interest of the world and potentially catastrophic way, well, then they feel it's a moral obligation to do it against your will without you knowing because it's in your best interest. That argument has been made 15 times in every possible angle of COVID-19, whether or not they've used it yet. I show you the bioethics one all the time. Moral bioenhancement should be covert if it's necessary. They've made that argument many times. So it's amazing that we still think you're not allowed to ask certain questions. That makes you a conspiracy theorist. That is a child's argument. Here, is the here are the facts. You can decide for yourself. That's why you're here. The counter signal again with a great article, genetically modified mosquitoes vaccine vaccinate a human. This was, this was the 27th. A box full of genetically modified mosquitoes successfully vaccinated a human against malaria in a trial funded by the NIH. Not surprising. Quote, we use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 small flying syringes, said the doctor. And of course, because it's just from this article, right? No, of course not. We go into all the deep background information person who just left because they are oh, the counter signal off fake news and just left and didn't see that we're going to the source material. If that even exists, I just love playing that game. But here we are, science.org. Great. And, and again, they're doing, counter signal's been doing some good work on covering these things ahead of most people. So shout it out. A genetically engineered, the Latin term for 
the specific mosquito parasite vaccine provides. Oh, actually, I'll we'll make sure I'm not misstating that. I believe it was. Oh, no. Okay, so this is about malaria. So that is the malaria. Let me make sure so I don't misinform anybody, even if it is a per side point. That was weird. Okay, what does this stand for? Let's find out. Yeah. Species, it's kind of like the, uh, like the whooping cough has that per pertussis or whatever. They've got their different names. So this is a, a trial or rather a study talking about genetically engineered malaria parasite vaccine provides protection from controlled human malaria infection. Or maybe not. See, why am I, that, that's so strange. It says, anyway, I'm going to confuse myself on this. The bottom line is they are creating genetically engineered mosquitoes that can, that can vaccinate people for malaria, regardless of the term. Vaccine was administered three or five times. And this again is on August 24th, 2022. By... 200 PFGAP 3K0 or O infected mosquito bites per immunization and did not cause any breakthrough infections. All right. Half of the individuals, of course, that's because they kicked out anybody that looked like they were about to. <laughs> that's how these things go. I'm just being facetious, but we already see how that does happen and is happening currently. Half of the individuals in each vaccine group did not develop detectable. Yeah, so it is, just to be clear, it is malaria infection. It's weird. The title reads funny, though, when you read it up here. So in malaria, parasite vaccine provides protection from malaria. I guess that makes sense. But it says half of the individuals did not develop infections. So that means half of the people involved developed the infection to what they're being vaccinated against. That doesn't sound like it works, but it says a subset of these individuals were su subjected to a second process here six months later and remained partially protected. I just, that doesn't sound like it works to me, first of all. But this is a conspiracy theory right now on Twitter. Another conspiracy theory becomes conspiracy fact. But guess what? It's already been conspiracy fact. It's already been there. And I'll show you again, going back as far as I can tell to the early 2000s. This has been done already. Abstract, genetically engineered, live PF, the malaria, sporozytes constitute a potential platform for creating consistently attenuated, genetically defined whole parasite vaccines against malaria through targeted gene deletions. We're in the world of genetic manipulation, guys. This is where we are, and that's not by choice. They're telling you this is where it's going. So this is real, happening right now. Here's NPR. A box of 200 mosquitoes did the vaccinating in this malaria trial. That's not a joke. September 21st. Here's the woman. She put her arm over a cardboard box filled with 200 mosquitoes and covered with a mesh that keeps them in but still lets them bite. Quote, literally a Chinese food takeout container is how she remembers it. That sounds gross. The feeding frenzy began. Quote, my whole forearm swelled and blistered. My, la my family was laughing, asking like, why are you subjecting yourself to this? And she didn't just do it once. She did it five times. That's, like, that's horrifying. That's the picture right there of her arm. We use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 flying syringes, says the people involved. The insects deliver live malaria-causing plasmodium parasites that have been genetically modified to not get people sick. Right, that's, the, that's what they're doing to people now in the COVID land. That's the, the, they are, these are genetic modifications. Why we think it's okay to test on people in the real world? Well, guess what? They've always been doing this, and I'll show you that next. But this is the same kind of thing. This is using the genetic modification, or rather the mRNA genetic kind of direction 
not necessarily mRNA crossover here, but the idea of the bioengineering direction, just sprinting in that direction before we even establish it's the right way to go. Now, here is one of the discussions we've had, March 26, 2021, about specifically flying vaccinators. And it is this topic, of course, deleted on, on YouTube. No surprise there. This is on a discussion about Bill Gates and GM mosquitoes. And we talk about a lot of this, a lot of this work from Derek Bros in the past as well. But the idea that this is, where was it? I just kind of forgot I was going to grab this right now. One of them was about flying back. Here it is right here. So this, what was the link? This is from, oh, I, oh it's the one I had up. Okay, just making sure. Oh, I, oh you know what? It's not the same one, but it's, it's on science.org. So I'll, I'll just keep going. The point is, this is a show we did in 2021 about flying vaccinators. And of course, at the time, shouted down as conspiracy theorists because that's what people do when they don't want to acknowledge something. Here is the exact phrase, flying vaccinators from science.org on March 2010. But before we get into that, that's why I kind of jumped the gun. Here is the report from, oh, this is why I just opened just now. Hold on. I'll just move this down here. That's the where it's relevant. Sorry, I'm just de- derailing myself. So here's where we're going. This was the next point. 2008. All right, so right now we're talking about the idea of malaria, right? We're doing this new thing for malaria. Well, an interesting overlap. Here's the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announcing $168 million to develop next-generation malaria vaccines. Just interesting overlap. Wouldn't surprise me. They're clearly involved in this. My point, though, is that when we get into discussions about Gates Foundation releasing GM mosquitoes, and here they are investing in exactly the same malaria vaccine direction that ends up using mosquitoes, and ask these questions. 2010, mosquitoes engineered into flying vaccinators. Researchers in Japan have transformed mosquitoes into vaccine-carrying syringes by genetically engineering the insects to express the vaccine. Mice bitten by these mosquitoes produced antibodies against the parasite. Okay, so what about informed consent? What about the idea that if you produce antibodies when you might not need them, it could be very dangerous, in fact, deadly? Well, who cares, right? Sort of like the self-spreading vaccine concept that they're already pushing. They say you don't need to have informed consent anymore. Here is a conversation as of 2021. What if we use mosquitoes to vaccinate people? Guess what? Japan already did. Well, not exactly. They did a study, but here we are pushing the idea for now in the context of COVID-19. Mosquitoes turned into flying vaccinators. 2015. It's all, this is all over the place. Japan, same idea. A group of Japanese researchers altered the insect's DNA in a bid to fight the disease they carried. Starting to sound familiar? All of this is the same direction, guys. Here is today, September 14th, in fact, 2022. Guess what they're talking about? Mosquitoes is flying vaccinators against malaria? Right, that's where we are when you can see the overlap of the malaria direction as well as the flying vaccinators direction. It all overlaps with the same people involved. Here's 2022 from May. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation commits $125 million to help end the acute phase of COVID-19. Now, I'm not saying this necessarily proves their involvement, but you have to see the obvious overlap. They're very aware of this exact research, and it's very weird how quiet it is when they've invested in exact research of this in this direction. Here is an example of mosquitoes already being used in the past in tests against Americans. This is from February 2021. Swarms of mosquitoes. How a secret military experiment left black Georgians wary of COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, that's why. A classified military operation in the 50s dropped hundreds of thousands of mosquitoes, mosquitoes that may 
that many believe were infected with disease on Carver Village. You know why they think that? Because they got sick. It says they didn't tell anybody that it happened, says the chairman. Down here, it says swarms of mosquitoes, the type notorious for transmitting yellow fever, were released in Georgia and Florida by the 1950s, in the 1950s, by the army to see if the insects could be used as biological warfare weapons. Ah, look at that. However, none of the mosquitoes specially bred by the army chemical corps were infected, they claim. Of course, they would say that. According to the classified documents made available, this was done. In multiple years, 56, 58, they released mosquitoes grown by the Army Chemical Corps. And people claim they got sick. Yeah, they said nothing happened, so therefore nothing happened, right? This is the same as Operation Sea Spray or any other example where they were caught testing chemical example on people. And we're going to pretend like they wouldn't do it now when they're literally funding exactly that direction? This is from 2020. 750 million GM mosquitoes will be released in the Florida Keys. Here is some past research. This is from 2020 from a Whitney Webb. Eco-genocide in the genetically engineered mosquito army. There's obvious overlaps here. Oxitec is one of the examples of this group. And this is overlap with COVID-19, guys. It's already being done in the context of the genetically modified mosquitoes. Here's Derek from 2018. Florida activists who fought release of these mosquitoes found dead in hotel pool. Here's one. Genetically engineered mosquitoes to be released in 20 different states in 2017. This has been happening for a long time. So the real question is, has it already been done? My only point is to make it clear that it's already being done in the context of using mosquitoes to vaccinate people. In the, and how we understand history, how we've seen the precedents, how we know there's examples of them already testing without your knowledge. Why can't we ask, is it already happening? And is that part of the plan? I mean, there's a lot of things we should be asking, but get, guys, this is concerning in its own special way, especially since we now see Bill Gates saying, hey, Bill and the Gates Foundation is going to be shutting down in 25 years. What a weird overlap. Perfectly in line with the kind of 2030, 2050 kind of endgame for what? Apparently finishing his work? <laughs> is that what's going on right now? This is posted a few days ago. Plans to wrap up in 25 years. The goal for the foundation is to run for another 25 years. Quote, try and bring infectious disease or all of the diseases that make the world inequitable to bring those largely to an end, either through eradication or getting them down to very low, very, very low levels. Really? So apparently he has the goal, you know, the, the small goal of eradicating disease in the next 25 years. What does he see? What does he know that's happening? Well, he sees and knows exactly what we're trying to warn everybody about. The crazy, alarming, transhumanist, trans-technocratic, really, direction. The bioengineering manipulation of life happening right now, and the idea that they're going to basically drive this forward with this illusion, if that's even what they really think, of just eradicating disease. There's no way you can do that unless you get rid of the human species, which truthfully, is part of what they're thinking about. Guys, I know that seems scary for some people, but just understand the transhumanist undertone to all of this, that they're openly talking about all around the Great Reset. Just listen to Navar Harari if you want to understand what they're trying to accomplish here. But, 25 years, huh? There's a lot going on, guys, that can be pretty unnerving. The, the point is, though, that you're having you're making a difference with every single thing that you do, being in this chat, sharing the information. And that's why they're so desperate to shut us down. That's why they're so desperate to get us into the next honeypot, psyop, you know, weather rumble or whatever else so that we can yet again be manipulated. 
so we can couch us on people that are giving us half-truths instead of people that are being objective and discussing things in a broad way and trying to find the provable evidence whether or not it's uncomfortable in the moment, whether or not it's shouted down as conspiracy theory. I will always do what I think is right, regardless of the consequences. Hopefully everybody's like that. I know plenty of others in the independent media that are the same. I mean, just somebody that I'm currently working with now, Scott from Rebunked is somebody that I greatly respect. Somebody that has a lot of, you know, he, he's being driven by his integrity and what he wants to, what he wants the world to be like. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes, but there's very few people like that out there. And I think it's in time to lean into that and support those like that. And it doesn't have to be financially. It just means that supporting them, giving them, sharing their information, standing by them when they're attacked. That's what we need to continue to do. Create this community, which you guys already have. Again, you inspire me every day from being here. Thank you all for being here and continuing to fight. You're making a difference. I know that in my heart. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.